0: Hyderabad here. Cut above horror review. This week we are taking a bite out of a recent film, 2023's Renfield. Will this Dracula flick get our blood pumping? Find out on episode 98 of a Cut Above horror review. Cause it starts now. I'm a vampire. 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 I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! Cut my life into
1: pieces. Good evening and welcome to a Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and tonight we'll be discussing Renfield from this year, 2023. But first, let's meet everyone else on the show. First up, it's John. What's Whoa, going on, hey. John? I know, <laughs> I was throwing you a curveball. What's up?
2: Oh, boy. Hey, Jacqueline. Hey, Hyderberg, What's happening? Um, Yeah, sorry I missed last week. Uh cinema villains i wish i was here for that especially dead alive fantastic um shit i'm sorry
0: john well, i maybe I, in like go ahead Heidelberg. i apologize i for you you sent me a review i forgot to post it on the show when we were recording things just got so crazy on that episode that i totally forgot what was going on so oh i heard it don't worry about it yeah <laughs> I know the episode it crazy, was a so. bit
1: bananas yes <laughs> but it was good Yeah. Uh, Well, we did miss you, John. Welcome back. I'm happy to have both of my boys back this week. Yep. Yep. And next up, it's Hyderberg. What's the What's up, guys?
0: What's going on, John? Jacqueline. How you guys doing? Yo, yo.
1: Fine. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. What's new? Ah, nothing much. Nothing much. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Nothing's changed here. Wow. Nothing has changed.
2: No.
1: Everything is exactly the same.
2: Oh yeah. I know. (laughs) We got these life. awkward pauses, and it's just like, "What's going on? Nothing. How you doing? Good, fine. Like nobody's
1: right, nobody's also. got any
0: secrets or anything that they're they're keeping.
1: No, no way. Nope, no secrets at all. So, <laughs> yep, I, I don't. Nope, me either. Yes, <laughs> anyway, <These are. laughs> anyway, I've been looking forward to seeing you guys today. Helps me get through a Monday. I don't know about y'all, but helps keep me Same. going throughout the day. Um, looking forward to talking about Renfield with y'all tonight. Me oh, too. Boy. Oh yeah. Mm. Mm. um hydra berg i think you had a couple of little mentions and shout outs you wanted to make yeah yeah quick. i do
0: uh so just real quick we touched on it but i want to give a special thanks to jose and shaggy black for coming on last week and taking over the cinema villains came and they took over a cut above
1: those villains two hours it was a
0: blast talking evil dead i mean i'm sorry dead alive <laughs> and uh over drinks uh john that might have been a good episode for you to miss actually because okay. there were a lot of drinks had during that episode but um, no, it was a it was a fun time. It was it was chaos, and it was just it was just fun. It, yeah, it, it, it was
1: like a blast and a half, to be honest with you. Yeah. It, it sounded really, like
0: it. Yeah, I was just trying to keep up with what was going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't even try to keep up. I was just like, all right, I'm gonna sit back.
0: Yeah, it was a fun one to uh edit too and put together. So yeah, yeah, well, it was so much take fun. Over. <laughs> thank you
1: thank you shaggy and thank you jose it was so much fun and a much overdue um guest visit from you guys i can't believe it. Yeah. we went like two years without having you guys on so we and did don't try. worry it, yeah but don't worry it will not be your last time we love you guys and uh we want to have you back again real soon so
2: and i want to be on that next episode by
0: the way absolutely yep absolutely we'll get you on and we'll put a muzzle oh, on shaggy black when he comes on just
1: Nah, that's not, <laughs> that's not fun. I'm just kidding. That's not fun. I'm
0: just kidding. It was everything I night wanted night, from right. that episode.
1: It was exactly what I, yeah, it's what I expected and wanted it. That's how I wanted it to go.
0: That's so. why I reserved that movie specifically. You know, Shaggy be be damned. I know Shaggy liked the film for the most part. But yeah. He had issues with it, but it was fun to just hear him go on his little rants about it. I loved it. You
1: yeah. know what he was like? It was like one of those little toys that like you wind it up yeah, and you're yeah. still holding it up in the air, and but you wind it up so it's ready. And, and then it starts then, going. You put right. it on the floor and it's just like Vroom. he was off he was off <laughs>
2: yeah jackal i thought the exact same thing it is like a wind-up toy that goes Bruh! there we go
1: yep yep,
0: yep. go you ahead let him go so i also I have, have one of other thing it, you're fine uh <laughs> yeah. one other thing i just wanted to say yeah sorry um yeah so i just wanted to say um some kind words to leo a friend of the podcast from spoils of horror He's been under the weather a little bit. And I just wanted to say on behalf of all of us that are cut above that we're thinking of you, Leo, and that we, we wish you well, and we hope you get better soon.
1: We love you, Leo. Yes.
0: Yeah, we love you, Leo. And Thank Jacqueline you for has being a friend.
1: crush on you, by the way. No. Just... what did you say, John?
2: I said Jacqueline has a crush on you.
0: Stop Actually, me. it's me that has a crush on him, but. oh wait i'm sorry the jacqueline too we have secrets to keep
1: around here okay enough with the secret spilling
2: it's a spoil (laughs) of horror
1: oh so you're spoiling for me okay there you go well thanks a lot moving on that's all i have to
0: say (laughs) about that
1: that's all I have to say about that. And there he goes with the Hydra. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel I like you got mad at me last time. You got to
0: telegraph everything everybody.
1: <laughs> but it amuses me, Hydra
0: <laughs> My eyes burn a little bit when I'm looking at the screen. I'm sorry. Well, I not, not really. I need to moisten my eyes. Here, let me dump <laughs> my ice coffee into my eyes.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, that'll energize <laughs> you. That's not great. Why does that feel like a SpongeBob move?
0: <laughs> I love that you've watched SpongeBob in the past. Uh, I remember several, like, Months ago, you had said you had never really watched it, or like your kids didn't really watch it, and I, I've seen it. The you've changed recently.
1: I have changed. Yeah, I. Uh, it is I, a
0: fun show, is it not?
1: I'm now a SpongeBob fan. I am. It's true. If you grew
0: up on like Looney Tunes cartoons at all, like I feel like, or Ren and Stimpy, like that show speaks mm-hmm. to you as an adult. Yes.
1: So it's yeah. I think I had it in my head because I could sense the tonal similarities between SpongeBob mm-hmm. and Ren and Stimpy, and. I didn't want my kids to be exposed to something as crude as Ren and Stimpy. And so I, but I thought it was going to be at that same crudeness level. And it's really not like it has yeah. moments that are kind of like, you know, gross, but like, it's basically okay. I don't, I don't mind the kids watching it. And um Joe, like with Joey and I will put them to bed and just watch it ourselves and laugh. Our asses <laughs> I have it's funny. Awesome.
2: Let me ask you, uh is it the first second or third child that got into SpongeBob?
1: Um, definitely not the third one because she doesn't really, she's, she's two. Young. She doesn't know what's going she's, on. She's, what, two now? Two, yeah, but the boys, uh, the, the older two who are both boys, like, we just showed it to them both at the same time and they think it's hilarious. Okay. like, Spongebob, Spongebob. He's got a good
0: work ethic, Spongebob. He's a good boy, you know what I mean? He's a, he's a good guy. He's got good friends. Yeah, well, well, I, I was like married before. I had, yeah. had a stepdaughter. I've mm-hmm.
2: seen the Krabby Patties and they look delicious. They do.
1: So I made it's funny that you said that because I made these like keto um, turkey burgers tonight with but with no buns. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to get our middle child to eat it because he's the one who will actually like try new foods. The other two will never. Um, but I was trying to get him to eat it. And at first I was like, do you want to try a turkey patty? And I was like, I mean, a crabby patty. There
0: you go. <laughs> and
1: he said yes, and then he didn't want to eat it, but I coaxed him into it, and then he liked it. So now we told Did him he, like he was it? eating. Yeah, he, we told nice. him he nice. eating Krabby Patty. Yeah, there's like some pesto sauce in it, and then I Ooh. put some on top with some cheese and tomatoes and butter lettuce. It was great.
2: Oh, by the way, speaking of which, happy Mother's Day, Jacqueline. Oh, yes. Thank happy you. Mother's Day. It was yesterday.
1: Thank you. I had a great day. Good. Great, yeah.
2: great mom that hosts the show.
1: Happy Mother's Day,
0: mom Thank to us awesome. both. Not I, just her I was gonna children,
1: say, but... I feel like I'm a room mom to you guys sometimes.
2: Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> Tell you
1: boys to stop fighting Keep and get it together. <laughs> do your homework.
0: <laughs> I did a Watch fun the thing online, movie,
2: you asshole. Yes.
0: <laughs> On Instagram, I posted uh, in honors of Mother's Day. I posted like as many episodes I could find of ours that have something to do with motherhood, and I was surprised. There's a lot. We actually mm-hmm. had, yeah. There's yeah. actually quite a few since we've launched. Uh, yeah, we've dealt with um, true. And mothers. that's not all that's my
1: influence. That's no, great. not at all. Those, no,
0: not at all. They just happen to have that subject in there. Um, yeah.
2: I mean, so every it's... Rob Zombie movie has a mom.
1: Oh, we <laughs> <he> got it. <laughs> he is a mother
0: trucker. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey> <laughs> anyway, now. yeah,
1: thank you. I had a great Mother's Day. Um, I good. got to spend it with my kids, good quality time. They were being really sweet. They made me little cards and um, I took them and I drove down to see my mom in Orlando and um, had a nice day with her. I don't get to see her as often as I would like. And so it was just really nice. And I called my grandmother on the way back and got a good talk oh. in with her. And she's almost 90. So it's just a day of mother's.
0: I was just going to say that was nice, uh, like a generational thing for mothers there in yeah. your family. That's nice. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: It was good. Did you actually
2: get to sleep in though for Mother's Day?
1: A little bit. <laughs> a little bit, but when well, there's like 10,000 kids in the house, I mean, I have three, but it feels like 10,000 maniacs. 10,000 maniacs, that's where I live. Um, it's like even if you know Joey gets up with them, there's there's a lot of screaming. There's <laughs> it's not a quiet house, so
2: you're not sleeping in. <laughs>
1: uh, I, I slept in a little bit, um, because the little one she'll get up at like 6 45 even on a weekend and it just kills me. So I got to sleep in until about eight. Yes, oh, yeah, name. she crawls She's... out
0: of the well at like 6 45.
1: Yeah, I know. It's uh, annoying. Like get back <laughs> down there.
2: <laughs> Friggin' Samara. Just let your mom sleep on Mother's yeah. Day, okay?
1: You got six and a half more days. Get down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well
2: done. Well done. Yeah, I like thank that. you.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah, I had a really nice Mother's Day. Thank you guys. Oh, I feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Good. <laughs> well This John... news
2: may not make you feel all warm and oh, fuzzy God. inside.
1: What is it? Uh you ready for it? I'm ready.
2: Have you guys seen Silent Hill, like the movies? Yeah.
1: I when Wait, I saw the, the first, first one. one. Yeah, I saw the first one. And I've played okay, the game. Silent
2: Hill. Uh, oh, Return to Silent Hill. Currently filming. Uh, no, no expected uh, date to come out. Uh, Christoph Gans. I don't know who he is. About a third done. Excited about this? I'm familiar with
0: Christoph Gans.
2: I don't honestly, know. The first one was okay. I, I don't care. Um, I, I was, love the, the games. I mean, honestly, it was like, like when I had the OG PlayStation dating myself is, like, playing those Silent Hill games, they're freaky as fuck. Yeah, they are freaky, because
0: there's, like, moments in the game where, like, you're in a normal town, sort of kind of doing an investigation, you're looking for your daughter or whatever, and then, like, sun goes down, night time happens, and then, like, this fog rolls through, and, like, the whole town changes to, like, this weird dimension. It's, it's It's a mirror of itself, but now, like, parts of the floor are missing, and it's, like, made of, like, grotesque like rusted metal it looks yeah. like a gateway to hell it's almost like and then there's just the these movies tried to do
2: monster. that but they um, failed
0: yeah big time uh, a lot of people hold the first movie in a pretty high regard as far as um you know like adaptations go for video games and horror i'm not as high on it but i'd have to go back and watch it i know the second one's like really not that good at all. we'll go
2: watch super mario brothers i'm just
0: kidding. i actually enjoyed yeah. that movie Uh,
2: yeah was it good yeah (laughs) i mean i don't know what
0: people people a lot of people complain about them i don't know what you want from it it's super mario it it was a fun like children's movie that adults can enjoy as well
1: i liked it i took the kids we all liked it
0: was good it looked good i saw it in three days here's the game i want ready for this tetris there's a there's a tv show actually on apple plus oh i thought it was i thought
1: it was a movie about like a scripted movie about the um like the guy who invented it in a weird like political it situation. Is. Uh, is it a movie?
0: Maybe it's a movie. I, I thought, thought it was it. a
1: movie. Maybe it's a Maybe movie. I'm wrong. I haven't watched John, it. John, you just yet. want a
0: movie about shapes moving around on the screen mm-hmm. and then falling into place? Yes. yes John, I oh wait. A metaphor for life. I
1: have I have information for you then. Okay. There are like global Tetris championships and you can watch videos of it on YouTube. And you can watch these like champion Tetris players just play. Just like watch their screen. Hold on a
2: second. Let me, let me give that some thought. Um, it's
1: Weirdly no. addictive.
0: No, no it's, it on, I swear wait.
1: it's weirdly addictive and satisfying. <laughs> I used really? to
0: love Tetris. I remember I I had Who my didn't? confirmation when I was young, and then as a as you know, you get money and you get gifts and stuff for that when it happens. And um, and I got a Game Boy when it first came out. I got Game Boy. I got Ma- Super Mario World on Game Boy, and I got Tetris, and I was elated. I, I like I was I had a summer time of just playing Game Boy all summer and. Tetris was amazing. And Tetris was the game that, like, adults could play. Like, your st- my stepmom, who doesn't like video games, would be like, hey, I've played this Tetris. Like, it was just a way to bridge, your you know, the gap between, like, these things that, like, most adults weren't into. And video games were, like, not seen the way they are nowadays as more acceptable. So, yeah. But Man, yeah, it's like, that-
1: you just, discre- you talking about that and getting Super Mario World and Tetris on the Game Boy, like, that totally brought me back to 1989.
0: Man, that Super <laughs> Mario was so good. And so was yeah. Tetris.
1: Yes, I spent many hours myself, and it's funny you said that too. My my mom actually, my mom like would never play a video game, but she played Tetris.
0: Yeah, she would like take I'm my sorry, game Boy and play Tetris, Tetris on my. I don't phone know what that. it was about that. Yeah, <laughs> now you can get out. <laughs> like, Tetris has been put out on every platform. You can get it on like smart fridges <laughs> and stuff like that. Like it's everywhere. Whoa, probably yeah. That's yeah. rad. Actually, but, I love that The yeah. fact that Tetris was able to like sw- it swept the world when it came out. I remember it just being this global thing. Um, so it's interesting to see the the actual story behind it too with that show.
2: I gotta be honest, I sucked at that game though. I loved it like you guys did, but I I sucked at it. It was like like the first three or four lines, I was like, okay, I'm good, and then I fucked it up.
0: There was like a method, a, a rhythm you had to get into. Where certain shapes, just you could put in certain places. Just you had to start thinking ahead as they were falling, because you could That's look at, you can look above you and you could see the next block.
1: Mm-hmm. And that no, it's was to the
0: right. Getting, like you look whatever, at the yeah, right,
2: you know yeah. what's coming down. Yeah. Right? yeah you so it's the like the block or the the seven or the L or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. Then I got into columns. Is that um, saying? A similar game uh with colors. Oh. So like you would match color shape oh. colors oh. together. Yeah. And as you got like three, or, like four reds, like the, that level would disappear and it would drop down more blocks. And, you know, anyway.
1: We're changing this podcast to just a Tetris podcast. Yeah, yeah we are. be a, a Tetris above. Yeah. Tetris review. Ooh, Tetris review. Have. I
0: like that one. I like that yeah. one. But.
1: Tetris Here review. There we go. I think we're all
2: excited about this one. Beetlejuice two. Are we? Are we?
0: <laughs> Are we? If, if it was, it was 1989, I'd be pretty, pretty excited.
2: On. It just juiced up its cast.
0: Whoa! Oh. Thank you, Michael it's... Keaton,
2: <clears throat> Winona writer. Oh. Okay. Uh, Catherine O'Hara. Okay. okay. Jenna Ortega.
1: Mm-hmm. Of course. It just
2: added. To the cast. I saw this.
0: Willem Dafoe.
1: Oh. I yes. I big Don swinging his
0: wiener. I, his yep, wiener is the new Sand Snake. that's what the
1: movie's going to be about. Oh, my God. Wait,
0: hold on.
2: I wasn't going there, but go <laughs> ahead, can Continue
0: with that. Yeah,
1: follow that train of thought, please. <laughs> yeah, please.
0: Uh, it's known that Willem Dafoe has a big schlong, so yeah, yes, It's going to be- Okay,
2: so that's why he got cast into Beetlejuice 2, which yeah, is going to be, be a PG, new... PG-13 movie. Go ahead.
0: Continue. It's going to be the Sand Snake. <laughs> the Sand Snake is his wiener. It all, it all connects. Trust me. Okay, we'll trust you.
2: <laughs> he's going to be a detective in the movie. He's going to be a Private Dick. I guess you're right. You're oh, my
0: my my thinking checks out. You guys are ridiculing me.
2: All right, coming out September six, two thousand and twenty-four. Heidelberg just kind of tanked this. Where's but, Gina yeah. Davis?
0: Yeah, I was I was
1: like waiting Baldwin? to hear I was waiting to hear Gina Davis.
0: Although they've passed on, so like for their That's character come back is sort of like I don't know redundant. And I don't I know, maybe they don't want to have Al yeah. Baldwin on set in case somebody gets shot. But, oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, too soon. I actually it's think not, it's not too that. soon. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's innocent. That was funny.
1: <laughs> well, I heard something got dropped that, like, he it won't did. be held liable and or I, something. I, so that's, I don't think, I think he that's, that's fair. Be I don't, don't That's Yeah. But the, uh, the armor, armor, the person in charge of arms on the set yeah, yeah, is, person, is still on the hook. Yeah. They,
0: should, they be. should be. As they should be. That's their job.
2: Yeah. It was like, I did read a story about that. Uh, it's called Rust or something like that.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah it's, a, um, it's back
1: in production.
0: Yeah, it is. Is it really? Yep.
2: Yeah, it was like uh, the same kind of circumstance that would happen with the crow. Yeah,
0: the it's original the same crow. Thing. This was an actual real bullet, supposedly. Yeah.
2: So was, like live so was the thing with
0: the crow. The crow was like something that like jammed into the barrel, from what I believe. Then Somebody just, put a live round in it. A ejected. it. Well, I've heard sh- on the um,
1: Regardless, it was a Curse, tragedy.
0: Yeah, on the Cursed Films uh, episode on Shudder, I believe they talk about it on the, the Crow episode. Oh, did you guys oh, see wait.
2: Joe Bob this past weekend? I didn't. I haven't watched it, no. yeah, I'll
0: be honest. I've been really bad on the, the Joe Bob Duke. Mm, I, saw
2: that. Mm-hmm.
0: I saw all the complaints on the uh, Facebook group that I'm on, though. That was what were they complaining Why? about? Why? Because nobody likes that movie. They all are like, oh, my God, he's what? so the Nobody so likes like,
1: that guys, movie. Okay. Oh,
2: yeah. well, you should have saw what they put on
1: after that. What was it?
2: Yeah, I heard that. The was mothers.
1: What is that? <laughs> I have
2: no it's idea. Like an oh, it was a bunch of girls they... like flipping out their boobs like throughout the what? movie. Oh, well, 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 hold on, guys, pause the show. Good. I gotta go check yeah. this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I we're mean, not mean, it's gonna edit it mothers, out. Not the mothers. Yeah, like 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 Mother's Day. It's the mothers.
1: The mothers. Well, sounds like a quality film.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like I said,
0: I gotta go.
1: Okay, bye, Heidelberg. John, you and I can just do the show. Forget about it. All right, here we
2: go. Uh, I asked you guys to watch a a trailer that just came out. Meg 2, Electric Boogaloo. No, I'm sorry. It's (laughs) called uh, Meg 2.
1: (laughs) That joke gets me every time.
2: (laughs) It does. Meg 2, (laughs) The Trench. Jacqueline? yes. I know you're a big shark fan.
1: I do like sharks. What did you think
2: of this trailer?
1: I'm excited. Um, I, I feel like it, yes I'm excited I my butt will be in that theater um, okay. I, I assume it's getting a theater release but Goodness. I I really enjoyed the first one I know there's certain people out there who hate it I don't think it's a particularly highly rated film um, Bob from Straight Chilling notoriously does not like that film but I for one thought it was great fun and the second one looks like great fun and I want to watch it. dadgummit.
0: I a it? known shark hater. It's he's he's come on and said it before. He's he shark-phobic. shark phobic. Exactly. And in 2023 to be shark phobic that's just like not That's not weird. For yeah. That. Yeah. A weird. Uh, I watched the trailer. Um I love to see uh Jason Satham uh doing pull-ups and then holding a shark back with his feet while he's uh yeah a huge <laughs> No, a
2: megalodon, not just a shark. He's not a just a shark back with
0: his feet cuz he doesn't skip leg day, does he? I not know. No. I don't think um, he skips any day. I did love the begin. I, oh. I do like Jason Statham though, but um, I like the beginning. I like the setup of like, hey, the the most nastiest creature on the earth was the t T Rex, and then now a Megalodon comes up and grabs that fucker. It was like that a felt. Of life. I thought so that was pretty stupid. cool. Stupid, but yeah, so but strong. everything in this trailer is like on the edge of stupid, but it's going Are stupid. Like, it did knows mean it's awesome? stupid. It's owning it. Yeah, like. Yeah, like like stupidly <laughs> awesome. So like I sort of dig that. I don't but, know if the first film had that, but th- there are a couple like spoilers too though. Like they show a chick taking a selfie in front of a mirror um the one of the glass and she gets taken by the shark, which I felt like that was a scene you should have left as a surprise for the It just felt the,
2: feels the like experience. a CGI nightmare. I mean, it's going to be it's going to make a shit ton of money. I mean, it's going to be it's...
0: CGI cuz uh John sharks, are, there aren't. No, I understand that, that but the, the also, thing is,
2: is it just feels like this. That many
0: pull-ups.
2: It, it it's it's Jurassic World in the water. That's what it is. I mean, like you said, I mean, it was yeah. like you see a T Rex going in and getting fish or whatever, and and being the apex predator. But all of a sudden, this Meg comes out and takes. There's a bunch the
0: of other stuff going t-rex. on too. There's like huge octopus. I octopus did like lion.
2: Barracuda from Heartplay.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. That I was did. rad. If that plays throughout the entire film, anytime Jason Statham's on it like a jet ski, I'm I'm there. Like I'm dun, cool. dun, dun, It's gonna be dun, like dun, that dun. song in The Bear Howling Kudo. Two. Dun, dun, what?
1: It's gonna be like that song in uh, The Howling Two. That's the just Howling like the 2. one song in the whole movie. And they just play it in every scene.
0: The light on the moon. Or what is it? <laughs> yeah. Hell, moon, hell,
1: moon. Hell, or whatever it is. Hell, moon, no, this, but this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's funny. This got more a hunger,
0: that's emotion.
1: <laughs> that's like my, oh my favorite God. line.
0: <laughs> Me too. I actually like
1: that. Hydro <laughs> I, yeah, right, you and you I got are birds of a feather.
0: I wish I could go to that concert with Christopher Lee and just rock out.
1: I know and wear those cool sunglasses. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I don't even know band, what we're talking about.
0: I have the band
2: like like from uh New Year's Evil playing on there where it's like a bunch of clumping around. Tickets. <laughs> You got to get your tickets. You got to get a ticket. Tickets. Tickets for the (laughs) Maricota. Give me your tickets. All
1: right. All right, guys. Let's get it back on track.
0: I don't even know uh, what we're talking uh, about.
2: I think Heidelberg has a couple of things in news.
0: Oh, yeah. So uh, uh, I got (laughs) to, I got to, you got to follow that up. Yeah. So uh, I saw an untitled exorcism movie uh, preview uh, that I was invited to. I can't Mm -hmm. speak much on it. um, You mean like an
1: early screening, not a trailer? Yeah. No, and you yeah. say preview when I say
0: preview. I mean, a preview <laughs> showing of uh, mm-hmm. an, um, um, That sounds so, yeah, really I, cool and mysterious It was cool. It was mysterious. I had to check my phone in uh, or put it back in my car when I was when I checked in. So I did that, um, you know, there's a metal detector that checked you in when you went into the screening. It was interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but
0: yeah, no, it was it just happened to be close to my house. And I went after work last week and it was a it was a fun experience to be part of that. I filled out a survey after and it was cool. I gave my critiques on the you know my first reaction in 20 minutes or t- 10 minutes after the showing. Let me That's ask cool. you, Eichberg.
2: is it do you think that they've overplayed exorcism movies?
0: I don't know. Like like
2: but, that subgenre. There
0: has been a lot of them in the past. Agreed. I I enjoy them when done well, but there's a lot of them since like Exorcism of Emily Rose and the exor- the Last Exorcism. The last exorcism and- you got The Pope's Exorcist that just came out um there's there, there are a lot of them so there's a saturation a, a problem absolutely so uh i do enjoy them also like i enjoy demonic films or yes. possession films um they could be separate you know you don't have to have an exorcism necessarily for possession film or and i like, I like Super the Night dark and, movies, and the so. wicked uh, yeah, doesn't. i like I,
1: uh, I don't want to get but in trouble that with film, the director never again even in leo that's true that's true um yeah, well, and I, I think it's important to keep in mind that even if a certain subgenre is a little oversaturated, that doesn't mean that a surprise good film can't come out of it. Like this is true. Um, Train to Busan, true. you know, we yeah. were all sick of zombie films and then Train to Busan came out. So, like, yep. I like to try to keep an open mind about any any film that's, you know, coming your way because you never know. And I think as horror fans, we do kind of have that mentality that, like we'll put up with a lot of crap to find that little hidden the gem that comes bronze, along yeah. once in a while, you know? And I think we right. all, we're we kind of like, you know, we're always kind of like waiting for that little hit.
2: And Jacqueline, that was a perfect example. It's just like, <clears throat> because before that came out, it was just, that there were so many zombie oh, movies. That it was we just
1: so like. Of, so many zo- and then The Walking Dead on top of that. And oh yeah, yeah. So much zombie stuff.
0: That's actually a good segue to this film.
1: Yeah, so let's let's move into it there a little bit. This um, one, yeah. yeah. You guys, someone ready? that
0: worked on The Walking Dead actually has something to do with this film. Okay, mm, tell us later,
1: John. Yes, this movie was your pick this week.
2: It was. Share with us
1: why you chose this movie.
2: Well, I I think we're all fans of Nicolas Cage. Um, am I wrong? No. Okay.
0: <sighs>
2: it's been like I picked it sons. because it's in horror. Sometimes you have this nice big glamorous meal of food and you eat it you're just like this was wonderful oh i'm gonna give this five stars whatever it's gonna be but sometimes you need dessert and i think this movie was a dessert for horror movie fans
1: okay you're kind of already jumping into some like metaphors there you're gonna have to come up with another sexual metaphor here in a minute
0: (laughs) oh shit i would say it's more like a tv dinner and it has all the things at once
1: all right. Well, I'm gonna brownie as long as we're as long as we're doing uh, food metaphors. I guess I'll say it's uh it's like fun junk food that you're that you don't get to eat all the time. Like getting to eat a bag of Cheetos when your parents, you know, leave you home alone. Mm. So yeah. All right, then. Well, <laughs> shall we decide whether it fucks or sucks? Sure. Yeah. All right, John, you go first.
2: Well, I was gonna go with the uh, having the dessert metaphor, and oh, okay. it's like getting your body smeared with chocolate mousse cake wow. and then getting diabetes from it so
0: it's oh. uh it's a flaccid fuck that was so a terrible thing so Wilfred Grimley came over and he licks it off is that what you're saying or I told you told
1: had diabetes
0: <laughs>
2: i got diabetes from <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it was enjoyable at the time but then it had a uh, negative it was consequence like so much
2: negative fun, and then it was just like i had too much chocolate mousse cake and i got diabetes
0: <laughs> that's what too much dessert can do man it can give you a tummy ache or diabetes
1: or diabetes. <laughs> Okay, Heidelberg.
0: Uh Yeah, so this film is a fuck that has a lot going for it, but remember to detach yourself after because uh, you don't want to develop a codependency for it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. How about you,
0: Jacqueline? Nice How one. do you feel about this?
1: Uh, to me, I think this this was a fuck. This movie fucks. Um, it's a little bit like a one night stand where it's like wild and fun, maybe not like long term relationship material, though. It's not necessarily one you're going to bring home to mom, but it's it's fun for the time that you spend with it, and you know what it is going in, and you don't have any like uh, unrealistic expectations of it. You have a fun little roll in the hay, and you move on.
2: I like that. Does get you pregnant, though?
1: <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. Not me. All right. Well, John, you want to hit us with that spoiler warning so we can get into the details?
2: Sure. We're going to be talking about Renfield from 2023. If you have not seen this movie... Pause awesome the podcast, go watch it, come back, to find out what we
1: thought about it. Major Berg, can we hear the reach-around plot summary?
0: I have a reach-around for you guys. I'm ready to go. You guys mm-hmm. ready?
1: I'm ready to hear it.
0: All right. Renfield, a man who's hit rock bottom, ashamed of his choices and the pain that they've brought him. His master's bidding, the only task he has gotten. Committed misdeeds considered sin. The tale of his master most certainly grim. So in a group therapy session, our story begins. Renfield, a man who carries his pain. Over a century bringing victims for his master to drain. Has put a toll on his mental health and his soul now is strained. In comes Rebecca for the revenge in her eyes. Renfield the man who can grant her that prize. But first they must cut a monster down to size. Killing the Prince of Darkness is no easy task. But first they must coax him out of his cask. It will take some convincing to get him to bask. In the light of the sun, Dracula will burn and disfigure. Grab hold of Rebecca and threaten to kill her. A narcissist beaten by love and someone familiar. Yes.
1: Well done, so good. I, I, lo- can- I love how you rhyme task and cask. So good. Can I, put can I start off
0: and then the next word is it? So I try to do casket without. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. think put in casket. So. Yeah, really
2: Nicholas good. Cage is in this movie way too much.
1: Really? What? Yeah. Jonathan,
0: mm-hmm. I really love how much he's in it, and I love, I love that switch that they. I love the, I love the aesthetic of this film. I think the cinematography, lighting, and just like the aesthetic of. The way they shoot scenes and the way they do the homage to, like, classic Dracula.
2: Oh, God. Like, the black and white scene is my they favorite part They do that in the beginning. The movie.
0: It's so cool looking. Uh, so yeah, cool. Absolutely. Where him and Dracula I met. Just, I think Nicholas... If you're going to watch a movie, like...
2: like it, it, if Nicholas Cage is going to be the main character,
0: right? He's not, though. Give he's me Mandy. He's not the main character. He's the, he's the, I, he's no the supporting person. character. He, he's the, the main... The way they selling, shot yeah.
2: him is too much i mean it's just it, it's i just think it is
0: really uh, so like a I, lot of so close-up scenes on of that, his
2: teeth and you know i like I, the teeth. I love the homages to to the og like like dracula and vampire and like and you said I homages heard, it's to like, like some
0: of the hammer films too
2: no it really did it, it felt <laughs> yeah. great but i mean it was just a little too much but the movie's called oh. renfield nicholas holt who did a fantastic job aquafina did a fantastic job we'll nicholas cage did a fantastic job there was that. just a yeah. little too much of him
0: i don't i see i disagree uh i personally just just go back on that that just i love the way this film opens up right it sets up the lore for renfield and his relationship with dracula i thought it was cool like yeah it, it, it like info dumps on you but it does it in a good way like you can info dump yeah and it, be, and it doesn't it, take it too works. long
1: it's you exactly. know pretty pretty well-paced
0: yeah, and it just sets us up on like their relationship, the breakdown of like how their power de- development is, like how Renfield's powers work. He's got to eat bugs like he lets you know, like, hey, yes, I have to eat bugs. And this is why they I drain the life from the bugs the same way Dracula does, because I have a little bit of Dracula's power. OK, cool. That was one thing I was curious about when this film, when I saw trailers from this film, I was Like, I why is he superpowered? I don't get that because I haven't seen that in other fields. There a was a great
2: of scene of, of where he gives, uh, he, he's trying to become himself and he gives uh, um, uh, a kid, a uh, ant right? For yeah. his ant farm or his or her ant farm. And he just takes the ant, <laughs> dumps it down his mouth. That's,
0: and yeah, that's, that's later when he's looking for a bug just out of the blue. Right. Uh, but he it just takes the ant farm.
2: I, I love that scene.
0: Yeah. So he needs bugs in order to, to generate like power. Uh, to right. do a superhuman, but I just that I still I just really like I, I don't know I was like smitten with that black and white scene. I, I, I
1: feel still the exact the, the same aspect way. Aspect ratio
0: went to went to like the older aspect the squid, ratio that you can expect square. from yep. one of those Universal yeah. films, yeah. And I just kind of loved the way they did that aesthetically. I thought it looked great. I,
2: it, I don't know. it was such an homage to like the OG Dracula, right? Like the mm-hmm. Universal films, like you were saying. I I love that scene. I just thought there was. Like throughout the movie, there was just way too much. Like um, when he was like burnt up and decrepit, that was really good. But then there was just a lot of scenes of him doing a monologue in front of the camera.
0: It just yeah, but that's what John, that's what Nicholas Cage does. He I know beer. that, but it just didn't feel right for me. I really liked it.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I I, I would have rather seen more of him and less of the like mafia crime family type people absolutely like, i don't care about them i was
0: not engaged with that part at all nor i they, yeah and they i were. was not engaged with aquafina's uh rebecca's like her dad died dad on the thing. job kind like, of thing it just i didn't think that was an me.
1: attempt to like fill it, out time on to be honest it just wasn't you? developed
0: enough mm. and and to go to touch on i'll just get out of the way right now you guys can hate on me all you want i'm not a big fan of aquafina um okay. i think she's funny i think she's charming but she hams it up way too much. She's over the top in every fucking scene. And well, not She's just a comedian, movie. and
1: I feel like that's kind of the tendency that. of comedians to, to I was, do that. I, I, I can I see just, why I've it would be off-putting. Her in, in every but she movie was so
2: good in Crazy Rich Asians. I mean, it was just like 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 that movie is just like like bringing out her comedic approach. But the problem is, is there was I, like so no, I, no... I do com-
0: like her. I do no, like I her. I do too. But the thing was is
2: there was no continuity. She got shot in the arm. Uh, I believe it was her like left shoulder, but she was able to move around like she didn't get shot yeah. at all.
0: So this film is written like a comic. Um, it's very comic booky, and it's also uh, the story. Yeah. It's adapted to the screenplay by Robert Kirkman, who is a Robert, uh, he is a comic book Walking writer. Dead. He yeah. created the Walking Dead, the yeah. comic dead, and and Invincible. Also, if you've ever watched that show on Amazon Prime, uh, he's a good writer. But this show, uh, this movie, has that sort of comic booky vibe to it where everybody sort of just like it's action packed there's there's comedy and then there's action there's there's fantastic gore and then there's elements of horror just enough to like satiate everybody who kind of likes a little bit of all those things you know what i mean um right. sometimes it it leans a little bit too much in one direction for me once in a while but overall like i feel like it's fun and but i do feel like i wanted to like rebecca's character more and i liked i liked her. i thought she was a good person like i liked her but I never felt gravitated towards her. You know what I mean? Like, I get that. I was never I wrapped that. up in her stuff, like the stuff that was going on in her life. Because when you put her with her sister, who's playing her role more serious, very like, straight, I she's the more serious sister, like we all have those siblings. That, like one She's, of she's right.
1: the Jacqueline in the relationship.
0: But, yeah, but she was just she's just always over the top in most of her 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 dialogue. And it just kind of took me out a little bit.
2: Do you think that that she played it over the top and she was actually the straight character? Because I mean, she she was very honest and like
0: like straightforward. She 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 no, was... I mean, that's that's just kind of how her her acting style seems to be in most of the movies I've seen her. So
1: Hyderberg, I I totally get that, and I don't hate on you for having that opinion whatsoever. I just you know
0: she's hot right now, so I was like, oh, people are gonna hate on me. I...
1: Well, who
0: cares? But I'm not hating on her, uh, I'm yeah, just.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't sound like it. It just sounds like this wasn't like the 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 right person for the role for you, or maybe the way the role was written. I don't know mm. what I what I liked about. Her portrayal of that character is that, okay, I I do not enjoy romantic comedies. I'm not a chick-flick person. Um, there are like a couple of rare, rare exceptions, but for the most part, I do not enjoy movies like that. And I hate the little like perfect couple with the meat cute and the like, you know, the, yeah. the like predictable beats that they go through before they end up to get. I just I find that boring. It's not my thing. Uh but I like that there is like a little bit of a romantic story going on between Rebecca and Renfield, and she's not the typical romantic comedy heroine. She's not no, like she a not. little bland woman. She like she's funny and like witty and real and you like cusses and you know fucks up. And I just I, I really like her because she is kind of de facto in sort of a like romantic comedy female role but she's like not following all the typical tropes and she's kind of she, making it her own little sassy thing in which i like so
0: i well, she I always plays
2: that. the comic relief she's not like the romantic lead which she is in this movie
0: so i do actually so like i don't dislike her as this in this character i don't think they should have replaced her either like i just think there's moments of it that where she's just a little too over the top like but overall See that? like i do <laughs> like You know, I like I like the banter between her and Renfield. And I do like the sort of like she doesn't realize he's even into her until he comes up and he changes his image and brings flowers. And you know what I mean? Like and they don't even push too heavy on that, which is good because it's not about that, you know. But this this is a guy who's like had no life since he's, um, you know, taken the role of being familiar for Dracula. And he his own family is gone and dead. And he's you know, he's over a century old almost so to find some kind of new interest other than serving his master is like interesting to him. And it's like helping him become a new person. So for him to like find her, like the fact that she stood up to, uh, you know, an insurmountable te- like, um, opponent or something like that, like was inspiring to him, you know, and he's been going to this therapy session too, where we see like these people are dealing with codependency and their, their addiction to being, you know, dating or end up being end uh, ending up around like a narcissist or something like that, and feeding into that person.
2: And we we saw this a lot in the uh trailer, but I love the fact that they held to the lore of Dracula.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, of being the familiar uh, of, of yeah. this, but it's in modern times. You know, yeah. the fact I think that there they was held a lot to of that, that lore. throughout the movie was wonderful to me.
0: I think they pay a lot of that lore off pretty well too. I like that absolutely the stuff of. Like, like I said, I like the classic homages too, um, but also just the setup of like how their relationship works and what he has to do for Dracula throughout the time where he narrates like how they've had to move and they've had to reestablish. And like Dracula, it's like a six cycle where Dracula gets to his peak of power, gets too power hungry, gets fucked up by fucking some kind of like Van Helsing character and then has to rebuild himself. But it takes a long time. And yeah, it's like trophy, but it, it, it works for this because that's the trope that we're familiar with from yep. the well, that's, where,
1: that's right. what the source material tells us from exactly. the original novel. Yeah, so it's so not he, like, you know, yeah, he moves it's them and because up. of the source material,
0: but it works for <laughs> exactly. the film. Like, Oh, we take trips and then they show them on the, on the boat, yeah. which is going to be a story in another movie coming up soon. Like, um, and then he has to constantly relocate him and build him up again. And but over time, like his finances have run out, and like so, like now they're not in a castle anymore; they're in an abandoned fucking hospital, which was a. Dope That's set. why I
2: loved Renfield's character, or, or Nicholas Holt's character as Renfield of a being our narrator.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, he's giving you the play-by-play of this, even even when they're like going through a battle. You know, you still get this kind of really fun narrative. And I had a lot of fun with it, but again, like for me, it was just like it's just too many sweets right now. I, I'm eating too much chocolate mousse pie right <laughs> now, and it's
0: I can see that complaint. This film has a lot of that in it. It's yeah. it's an overwhelming film all throughout the entire. It's just. All, it's piled okay, like, up to eleven most of the time, like this. Show. It is
2: absolutely, and the thing is, is that 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 we've we've done a movie like Barbarian, which has a little bit of that, but it also yeah. has Let's like it pulls it back just to a scotch, and then it's like like Huesera. It, it was like that to me nice was like this that, that perfect meal that you would never think you would try, but you loved it so much that you could just eat the whole thing, and then it's like I've got enough room for. This you know this wonderful <laughs> dessert at the end of it, and this was that, but it was just a little too much of it.
1: could do you like a bit of a analogy. slice, huh? Yeah, just this. I like I mean, or,
2: or, or or just like a, a sliver of whatever it was because I'm full <laughs> from this. But you know, this is a fun watch. This is not something you go into and just go like, man, what was the meaning behind that? This was a yeah, fun no. movie to watch. This
0: oh, is, is a uh... say... go ahead. Yeah, maybe. go ahead. No go ahead.
1: Oh, well, I was going to say, I wanted to go back to something that you mentioned before, which is, I think there's like a little subtext here, but I think it's kind of played off as like a humorous metaphor, which is right. comparing the relationship that Renfield has with Count Dracula to like an abusive relationship between an empath and a narcissist. Oh, yeah, and no, that's, that, the, that's yeah. the
0: main thread of the I whole thing. I
1: absolutely yeah. love that whole conceit. I love that, you know, it, it comes off as humorous, but nicholas holt's character actually ends up like he initially goes to this support group for people in codependent relationships to find victims and yeah he's not the Bob. not the people in the group but their narcissistic you know emotionally abusive partners that he's like oh i'm gonna you know put a little justice into the world and you know it's beneficial to me and it's beneficial to these people and so um but they only but show then he that once did-
2: jacqueline they show well, that once. Oh, and no. all or, the no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking
1: on the great on the grander scale where like sure. he becomes. so that's how it starts, right. But then he actually finds that he totally fits in with this group because of his right. relationship with his boss, you know? Um and it's so a he little realizes on the nose he's- for me though. I like. I don't it. know. It really it... worked for me. I thought it was clever, and I was like enjoying that little ride and his own little self discovery, where he's like, "Oh, I'm not being treated fairly. This per- I've given all my power away to this person, and I'm in a I'm in an abusive relationship. It's not a romantic yeah. relationship. He's like, I'm in an emotionally no, abusive relationship." Um, I found that really clever and entertaining, and a- like a a fun and engaging through line to follow throughout the movie now i do think that at the end it falls a little bit flat um because he just sorry i'm skipping to the end um uh, the the group leader i forget his like mark or matt or mark. something mark first of all i love the group leader he was maybe my yeah. favorite character in the whole group but wait did you say matt no it's mark? mark mark sorry okay so mark in this kind of like emotional moment tells him like you have to like You have all the power. You just have to reclaim it. You just have to take it back. And so in this final showdown between Renfield and Dracula, he remembers the words that Mark said. And what I don't like is that his like way of interpreting that and, you know, quote unquote, getting his power back is just through like physical force. When what I wanted to see was more of like uh, like a verbal like. Yeah like defeating him verbally, you know, and like, I mean, a, he kind does like say those things when he's thing.
0: punching him in the face, but yeah.
1: But it's like, I wanted him to like, uh-huh. I don't know, like defeat him in an argument. Maybe that's just because I'm Dracula, overly so verbal, like... but you know, Um or maybe like a combination of the two, like defeat him verbal, defeat him verbally before like kicking his ass.
0: But, but John, you said, and you, I get your point too. Like it's a little bit on the nose, mm-hmm. Um but like I, have we ever actually thought about Dracula as a narcissist? Like, obviously, yes, he is, but we've never actually broken it down and thought about that. And to break it down, this film breaks it down into like the way we think in modern times, where like people are dealing with narcissism, we're dealing with mental health issues like a lot. It's it's in the it's in media, it's on it's you know it's in the news, it's everywhere. Um, and that's
2: that's fine depends. with me. But I, the thing is, is that that they also show that Renfield was this you know, a very selfish person that wanted to be successful. You know, well, well he's I, I a victim. though.
0: He played into Dracula's like, Drac- like, what is the phrase that they use? Look into my eyes. Right. Yeah. That is what Dracula does to entice you. He's right? a manipulator. So, like, in the end, when Renfield says it back to him, he's trying to say it to like, look into my eyes, Dracula, like I'm taking back my power. Like I right. gave you my power. I realize this now that I gave up my own power. I gave it Which to you. Like, and I thought that they, they is, did
2: that well with, with scenes, yeah. Nicolas Nicholas Cage and Aquafina. Is like she gives him a hug and she's trying to like you know maybe in this darkness you'll find light or I'll find the light or something like that. And she's trying that to scene open So it's
0: cheesy so- with the huge fucking clicker that says shades on it. Like you need to have a fucking <laughs> you need though. to have the remote. I'm sorry, that's a rant that I had later planned in my fucking, but I'm gonna go into it right now. Go I had it. that planned for later, but like. You have you need to have this huge clicker in your base, your op- base of operations that says shades on it. And it has to tell you shades up, shades down. It's stupid. Well, what is it supposed to say? It was huge.
1: What do you want it to Obviously, say? Obviously,
0: up is up and down is down. Like, where do you need to go with that? Like, yeah, but she was just buttons. she
2: was just proving more that when she's is the mob boss. The mob she,
0: people were stupid. She can't like, be they, they were the worst part of this film. I'm sorry. The Lobos. Uh, Tedward. Tedward. What kind of <laughs> name is Tedward? <laughs> Hello? Tedward? It's either Theodore or fucking Edward, bro. You don't need to be named Tedward. That's stupid. I'm sorry for anybody that listens to the show that's named Tedward. That's a dumb fucking name. We just lost I'm half sorry. of our listeners. It's dumb. Yeah, because we have 50% of our listeners that are all named Tedward. Thank you. Sorry, I would rather lose those listeners than fucking oh deal with God. Tedward, we love Tedward, you. Tedward. Please, the, and his mommy. He doesn't is mean it, Tedward. He's he's don't listen to him. Yeah, Tedward, please. I take Heidegger take only. me back, yeah. please. He's it's an abuser. It's a codependency thing. I've just, take I back just I just I need Tedward. you. I need you in my life, Tedward.
1: Hyderberg is manipulating you. It's such a he might as don't well be listen. named
0: Squidward to go back on the on the fucking SpongeBob that we were talking about before. Like Tedward is such a Tedward dumb.
2: too, Electric Boogaloo.
0: Yes, thank you. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was a rant I had planned later, but you guys you guys pulled it out of me early. Oh, alright. Anyway, I gotta calm down. Um, so <laughs> Settle I settled down. Have some tea. So I do like. I know. I kind of just like the way this. Like this, a majority of this film, I just really do like. I do. I like. It's a fun ride. Uh, like you said before. It's like a first time fuck, and like, will you go back to it a lot? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, so it doesn't have. It's not. It
1: doesn't have long term relationship yeah.
0: potential. But I do like it, and I. I, I do think Nicholas Cage is excellent in it. I think he's great as Dracula. I do like all the different forms of him. <laughs> I think there's a Guys, good. I like
2: Nicolas Cage in this. I just think that's, that I'm we just get a little your... too
0: much of him. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not criticizing that. I'm just saying that I personally. No, I John was hates great in it. John I like, like Nicholas Cage too. Yeah, to be known. John just hates Nicholas Cage. Okay, okay, no,
2: Nicholas Cage. I hate Cage. It's so good. If you like, if we want to review Mandy, love it. You want to review Color Out of Space, love it. Is uh what's the other one uh vampires yeah.
0: i think he really i think he served oh, yeah, i think he served the role well in this um, he did it he was just a,
2: it's a uh, just a little bit too much of nicholas cage in this movie
0: i see i don't think that to be honest i think i think there's just enough of him and i don't I, actually i don't even think he's utilized as much as he could have been
1: i agree um, really as far as a villain i could have yeah. taken more yeah
0: like I could have done with more of him and less of the mob boss. One hundred
1: percent. One hundred percent. I agree with that.
0: Dracula is our main like I don't need to see Dracula trying to conform to like it just it just didn't resonate with me. The whole like gang thing and the gang is stupid anyway. Like they're just
1: ridiculous. It,
0: yeah, it just not I just funny, didn't not entertaining, boring. Boo. With the son when he's like, he's like, oh, he's right. You're a husk. And I'm like, I'm like the opposite of you. I connect. I with like him. this. I'm like a full I... husk. That's not the meaning of what a husk is, you dumbass. Like, and obviously, I know it was written that way on purpose. But like, I'm watching that scene. I'm just like, this guy's so stupid. So there was
2: funny. a great line at the end of the movie, though. He's like, Master Didn't says, like that "Oh shit, you know," because he, he was trying to make a point. He was like, yeah. "I'm not no, under control point. of anybody." But he goes, "Master, Master says, says
0: ah. yeah." He's like, "There's a, there's a, there's a." There's one little fucking uh, problem: is that you'll become a slave, and then he goes, "No, I won't." The difference is, master says, and then he goes, "Oh, wait. yeah, exactly." It's like that, yeah. Really so sadis- like that.
1: It's like that really satisfying moment in Aladdin when Jafar becomes the all-powerful genie, but then he has the shackles on his wrist, and he's like, "Yeah," no! and then he's yeah, like, "He realizes, sucked into the lamp."
0: Uh huh. <laughs> you're like, ah, take that, Jafar. So, I don't know. I just thought, what was like, the point of the mom just to have an older I get rapper. it
2: she's a matriarch but I mean she just did, did she seem imposing or, or threatening in any way they tried no, to build her just, up a
1: little bit no she just had kind of this goofy quality This is like nobody talks like that goofy so.
0: is the perfect word the entire mob stuff like the, the gang stuff was goofy to me
1: yeah well and I get that this is like a horror comedy and there's yeah. like goofy stuff happening with Renfield and Dracula too but that stuff worked for me the mob goofiness just seemed like ridiculous. dumb
0: yeah, yeah, and then like so that like, because it's like not funny. It's this fine line that they do where there's like there's action and there's choreographed action, which is pretty good. It's a lot of slow mo stuff, but I, I like overall. I I dug it. Like it was all edited really well, and the wire work looked look pretty good. There's a mix of CGI graphics, which are like the blood was CGI for the most part, which I can get past. Like it's you could tell. Okay. but there's also a little bit of a practical effect too that they they used here and there. Um, and I thought there was a decent blend. And even though, like, you can tell the stuff that CGI, is CGI, I thought I thought it was well inter like inter um, intercut into the real stuff. And like, it just worked for me to see Renfield doing this crazy shit, like just like the, the restaurant scene, like there were moments of gore. Where I was just like, oh, shit, they went there like, holy crap, yeah. like, they're like fucking smashing whole face off and the- smashing. I'm oh, going to echo on- what
2: you just said, because at the be- beginning of the movie, the heavy, I forgot his name. Uh, oh, they pull up in I wrote, that, wrote this like-
0: down. Apache Joe. That's uh, it. Uh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I wrote this down, Jacqueline. It's here somewhere. Oh, I know what you're going to
1: say. And I know you thought of me during that moment.
0: I totally thought of you. (laughs) Oh, man. Jacqueline, I got a kick out of this line. Yeah. Yeah, of course. The hit is going well. I have Apache Joe on it. The man cuts out people's tongues with a hunting knife. You tell him it's racist. <laughs> I was thinking that same thing. Like Jack was like, this guy's racist. <laughs> his voice was excellent. But John, go ahead. Yes, that's no, no, no,
2: no. I I just love that whole scene because like he he's basically doing a play by play of what's going on, and all of a sudden the head hits the window, or or it's hits his window on his car, and I thought just that was so beautifully played. You know, as much CGI or whatever it was, it was just like.
0: It was well played. It looked cool. I don't know. Like, yeah. it all looked pretty cool to me. Um, like, same him throwing same. people around and then Apache Joe showing up with that crazy voice. Like, Apache Joe is like, that's a comic book character right there. Like, that's out of a comic book. But it works we in this like film. This. Yeah, it talks <laughs> about that. Like, it was really cool. Like, it just looked cool. He was like, almost like a Nacho Libre sort of dude. Um, yes, I know yeah, that's right. That
2: and like a mix and between like a that and Bane, you know,
0: from Yeah, yeah comic like book. Bane, he had a tool belt on with all these different yeah. knives and sharpened weapons. I just thought it was cool. And then, like we get to see, like he does mortally wound um, Renfield, but we see what happens later is that like he can get patched up by Dracula. So he's always at the whims of Dracula. Like he's he has he's beholden of Dracula. He has to if he wants to ever like, keep living. If he gets well, that was a up. really cool question. scene too
2: when she goes back yeah. to the the or he goes back to the hospital and he's just kind of covering it up and then Dracula cuts him open and then well, just
0: he puts his it, blood. Yeah. It's like I can heal you mm-hmm. now. But he cut it like as, like, I could kill you right now if I wanted to. Right. Yeah. He exposed it. What were you going to say, Jack?
1: My question is, so at the end of the movie, sorry, I'm skipping ahead to the end again, but when he does physically defeat Dracula and, like, chop him into little bits and put each bit in a little in cement block. Yeah, like a little cement ice cube. Um, How is he just going to, like, wither away and die now and age normally? He has, like, one jug of uh, Dracula blood left. But he yeah, left it at the Renfield. therapy session. Yeah. So is yeah, well, he gonna it's just going like, like, to just gonna, yeah. like age normally now and die?
0: I think so. I think he'd have a normal life. Or is, is he going to instantly like?
1: Is his actual age going to catch up with him and he's just going to like instantly oh, yeah, turn and he's to dust?
0: Away right yeah. Away. Like, I...
1: like doesn't that happen in Indiana Lost Jones? Star.
0: Yeah. yeah I was should. just going to yeah. say right. Is it a laugh? Yeah.
2: Doesn't Renfield s- say something like it's like he may come back, but it's going to take him a lot longer to rejuvenate? Yeah, or something. so he's
0: not necessarily dead, but there's no way back. like he can connect his. How's own, he like, going to get? don't of... have to know where he was to help him connect himself. Yeah, back I don't That's so. So like, so complicated what you, so for me.
1: Is it going to be like? Instant aging and turning to dust, or is he just going to? I don't know because like,
0: technically still alive. So sort of, forty right? years, and then... he's not actually dead. He said, <laughs> "I don't even know if we can kill him." You know, you can make the circle of. Uh, the uh, uh what was it the sacred circle the magic what was it called again
1: circle of protection
0: circle of protection yeah or that was straight like out D like type stuff um that was pretty rad like with that. the cocaine done out of cocaine yeah but <laughs> that was pretty funny yeah, um, that was funny but yeah no i thought that was pretty cool with dracula I, I like when we get to see him back at his his lair the first time and his face will like his face is so distorted and fucked up still like and it's been a while since the uh, the first time we saw him get messed up, like with the sun. But I guess it because he got so burned from the sun, it just it's his, it's taken him this long to uh, regenerate because, you know, Renfield hasn't been bringing him uh, busloads of cheerleaders and nuns and stuff like that. And, and maybe he's just been bringing him garbage, basically. It seems like the innocents are the people that really help re- him re- rejuvenate. That's part of the lore. But I do love if I could just touch on that layer setting looked awesome. The blood bags highlighted by the orange lighting behind them and the blood like yep. illuminated on the edges. It looked like a drawing and then like his layer almost being like his throne being not necessarily a throne. it was like a doctor's chair, you know, like a dentist chair, but like the way he was hooked up to the blood bags and just uh, the way it was lit. It just looks so awesome. Even later when the, the gang members come yep. into his layer to kill him. I just love the way it looks.
2: There was a really great scene of uh being at Renfield's apartment because Renfield just like wanted to be his own individual. Everything was so colorful, but the like like Nicholas Cage being like this gray blue color, but he's yeah. like, like having this blood cocktail with the eyeballs in the uh, uh-huh. martini
1: glass. I that him. was I really cool to scene, me. Too. I was just
2: like that was a great scene. But Nicholas
1: I thought Cage even Nicholas like- Cage looked like him in his home setting looked pretty colorful too in a different way it looked kind of like night clubby almost like he had this what do you have like a kind of a maroon velvet suit on or something and then yeah. his makeup was tinged kind of this like bluish color and then the blood bags on the wall they were like kind of lit so that they looked sort of technicolor and it it, it was like a little um it was like almost a little trippy in a in a good way
0: I, yeah i really liked the layer in the hospital i thought that was a really cool setting yeah,
2: I, I actually did like the look of Nicolas Cage because it was just like like he, he they showed the wrinkles and like of time like really taking the toll on him. Even though it was like rejuvenating, he still got like the pot marks and everything like that. And
0: his outfit looked really shitty too And then when you first saw him and yeah it like like a fucking ball bag fucking. Yeah, like shredded. shredded. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like somebody's testicle shredded up. But his like outfit was like even shredded almost like it was like very edgy. Yeah. But I dug it like I don't know. I just was like, holy shit, this is Nico's Cage and some thick makeup. I like it like prosthetics. Also, real quick, just to touch on before I forget. did you guys notice who Lobo's lawyer was? No. Caroline, uh, Caroline uh, Williams from uh, a.k.a. Stretch. Did you see him uh,
1: too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Really? That was her, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Oh shit. She's been on my mind too cuz I just recently listened to that's Texas Chainsaw 2 by Spoils of Horror. That's a review. great
1: episode. I yeah, feel like well. I say this every week but I it's like one of my favorite episodes. They kind of that's
0: one that's so I get I get I get texts from them a lot where like oh you guys beat us to this one episode, this one movie we were thinking about covering. Like Dead Alive is one of those where Stephen texts me like, "Yo, we we had this on the schedule pro- possibly okay, next that. year. And like Texas Chainsaw 2 is one of those films where it goes back towards them. Like, I kind of want to cover that at some point and they they, they hit it up already. Let's um, do part three. That movie's not good. No. So? <laughs> yeah, it's not good. There's not even good. I don't even think there's like so bad it's good stuff. Okay, in there, let's do like part really... four.
1: I think that one's so bad. It's
0: You want to do the one with Matthew McConaughey? Sure. That really, yes. And uh, yeah. Zoe. Yes, I'm down yeah. for that. The one that Zoe swears she wasn't in. It? yeah come on now I'm down for that let's not be yeah
2: are we doing a rob zombie
1: movie soon
0: we are maybe so jacqueline i was curious though like how did you enjoy the action in this film because it's it's pretty heavy but it, i think it's mixed well with a good amount of blood and gore and it's it's all quite stylish and i know that you don't hate you've established you don't hate action no as I long don't. as it services like a scene and it's and it's not boring or like yeah. overdone <clears throat> And i think there's a lot of action in this film it never quite like got me where I was like, okay guys, but like there's some scenes a little bit where it's a little bit overdone, but overall I thought it was pretty well, well done. in most of the scenes.
1: Yeah, I agree. For the most part, I thought it was great fun.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. I liked the restaurant scene. I really liked the hotel scene. Uh, I just think it was cool to see like how Renfield works. Like, Oh, he eats a bug. And it was sort of this weird thing of just like, he gets super powered in the way like, Oh, so now it's, it just gives like, more meaning to the Renfield eating bugs, you know, lore that we know from classic Dracula. Like, right. right okay. Right. Now we understand why he's doing he's not this.
1: not just like, insane. He like, yeah, actually. Is and good. he says
0: it and it's sort of like, <clears throat> yeah, guys, we know that, you know, the classic stuff, but here's why I'm doing it. And like, yeah. let's get over yeah. it. I'm eating bugs because I get superpowers. I it was, was like, going to oh. say that it
2: adds to the lore of, you know, how Renfield, you know, has, yeah. you know, it is, is, you know, just like Dracula, but a servant of Dracula, just yeah. eating a bug is like...
0: Which they never really established in the older films that, like, as a familiar, I always thought it was like, he was going to be promised to be turned at some point, so that's why he's doing Dracula's bed. Right. But we've seen other films where familiars are powerful, like Fright Night. There's a familiar in that film where that familiar is undead to an at this degree. Uh, was and... it an android? Sorry. No, he's not, an android. he's not an android. Isn't he?
2: Like that... Jerry's Jerry's guy is an android, right? Undead. Oh, I thought thought
0: it was a robot or something. No, he's super strong. I think so. I gotta watch it again.
1: The remake I thought was not bad.
0: Yeah, but um, I just always like I I've always kind of been interested in familiars. I thought it was a cool, it's a cool character or like um, I don't know what you would call that. Uh, just like um, character type in these dracula like stories or anything dealing with vampires to have familiars like they've, they've been touched upon in different lore, like blade or like this and classic uh, Bram Stokers and they're done differently in each one. So I, I just thought it's cool. There's not always a run field necessarily, but um, it's always interesting to see like how they, how uh, familiar is developed in one of these, these films or stories. And I, I always thought it was a cool kind of character type.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like how they kind of took it in this, in this direction. So, I did too. Yeah.
0: I was surprised how much I liked it, actually, to be honest. I was sort of I, I'll be honest, I kind of went into this film like oh, alright, I've heard good things about it. That's the one saving grace, but like when I first saw the trailer, I was like, really? Like, superpowered Renfield and Nicholas Cage and like
2: yeah, that's what I also liked about it is that that you did see quite a bit in the trailer of what was going to happen in the movie, but it just kind of went beyond that because I found myself laughing throughout the movie. It, intentionally. It you know, I, I, I think the director goes, yeah, this is the part where you're going to laugh.
1: Mm-hmm. And I did.
2: It wasn't like taking itself too seriously. It was just like, yeah, this is where you're going to laugh. Enjoy.
0: No, yeah, definitely. And there's, there's ways that it plays with the lore that I thought were funny, like or yeah. that we already know, right? So, like, yep. you you need to welcome in, you need to invite, yeah, you need to invite a vampire into your house. What is the welcome, Matt? The welcome, mat I thought that was so ingenious. Welcome, like,
1: come on in. The,
0: yes, and he was like, "Oh God!" He looks back at it, and as soon as he looked at it, I looked at it. I was like, "Oh shit, bro, you let him in already?" Uh huh. Didn't realize it. Like,
1: dummy, you should have yeah, known better before.
0: than that. Going back that
1: to going back to Nicholas Holt for a second, though. Um. The character of renfield tells us in that's some of that early narration that like <laughs> oh um i eat bugs and i it gives me power because i'm as a familiar i'm given like a, a little fraction of the power that dracula has mm-hmm. it seemed like he gets more than a little fraction it yeah, seems he's like he gets quite a lot of power i mean he turned into he's like Neo from the matrix the bugs,
0: activate it
1: yeah
2: did you guys ever see the raid yeah like,
1: no did
2: they too in the apartment complex before, remind but... you of the raid that fight scene the Apartment complex, yeah, like where uh Aquafina and uh <clears throat> Nicholas Holder like fighting off the uh the gangsters and the uh the cops. That's why I will just uh, like fight, fighting them the off. It was
0: more like a high rise, wasn't it though? Like it was, but I mean,
2: building. the thing was, is they kind of made fun of that because it's just like he reached his hand up to bring her down, it was only like a th- three foot drop or something like that.
0: Yeah, that, I thought that was funny too because the way he that, dropped that was hilarious. One guy it was as if he was dropping down several stories. Right, right. He gets hands. Oh, yeah. He grabs her hand and he's just pulling her down. And then everybody's yeah. just like dumped out on the fucking S, uh, the SUV. I she that has was a funny. great
2: line too. She's like, "Okay, you know how when people tell you the stories of like what's the worst that could happen? This is going to be my story of what's the worst that can happen."
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. I thought that scene was pretty well done. Like it's very CGI, but for the most part it worked well. I I, oh, the, my I like the God like the freaking arms.
2: Throwing the arms,
0: <laughs> so they did a lot of things with the arms. I thought it was interesting. So it was like, okay, he ripped somebody's arms off. Cool. I yep. Okay, we've seen that. And then he beats people with it. Yep. And then he throws them, and then uses like the bone end of it to, as like a little dagger kind of deal to like pin people against the wall. That that was interesting. uh I liked mm. when he pulled that one dude's just face right off, and the guy was yeah. like,
1: oh. <laughs> "I thought
0: that was funny. Like it's very CGI, <laughs> but it just works.
2: They showed they showed like a a post credit scene of oh, like a, as they're going through uh, the guy gets the gloved and pulls off oh, his like skid off his hands Oh,
1: man hand. I didn't stay for looking, that but
2: what
0: it was like loving is a weird color I, so. I mean
2: that would have been great to see live
0: you know or during the movie
1: yeah dang I wish I hadn't missed that
0: what yeah. Did, yeah what 100%? did you think of Dracula's uh, sorry I had a window popped up um what did you think of Dracula's like overall look like John you said you liked his um. For the most part, like I liked there were different stages to his, um, you know, his look where he was like decayed and he he was coming back. But also just what do you think about his like his drip, as the kids would say, his his style as well. I liked his teeth. I liked that. Like there weren't it wasn't just a two fang Dracula. Like we got that later on when he's going to feed feed, you know, All right uh, it comes into play. Uh, but for a while there, I didn't need it. Like I was like, oh, cool. He just got ridges like. All these little teeth that are cool, like like a, a piranha or something like that. Well, I kind of thought it would cool look.
1: The reason I like that is that I think the legend goes that the original Vlad the Impaler, that the whole legend Filing of Dracula sprang from, that he, yeah, he filed his teeth.
0: That's interesting. To
1: to look very fearsome. And so I think that was a nice little nod to the original story of Vlad the Impaler.
2: I didn't know that. Um, but there were... I think I saw it on YouTube of uh, the, the smiling Man. I guess it's from like a 20s movie where they based the Joker off of like the yes. original Joker.
0: Yeah, that's,
2: that's what it reminded me of looking. just because he was always smiling. But mm-hmm. it, like, like, you is said, it called the, the man jacket, who smiles? Or,
0: huh? Something like that. Yeah, I've seen it. I've I've seen the image of it. And yeah, it's just a guy
2: that, that, that inspiration like, had a deformity or something like that to where he yeah. could do nothing but smile. Yeah. yeah, even though he's crying, you know, yeah. I got that vibe from him. But I love the look of Nicolas Cage. I thought this was rad. I thought there was a, It was like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to do a Dracula, do this. Don't do a sparkly guy in the woods of Washington <laughs> State. No, no, no. no I no, thought no,
1: it we, none we we of just that around another
0: here. Another portion. That's of a little. That's a little. little that's okay. Bye, right Logan. There. We lost all the Ted Tedwards that, that also like Twilight. <laughs> but uh, um. No yeah I thought like like you said I just thought like his style and his look just worked well for this type of film like it's not overly um take, it doesn't take itself too serious you know what I mean yeah. it's not overly dramatic it's 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 campy I thought yes. his mood set was really cool I like that he could turn it to smoke uh, it looked a little cgi-ish Yeah I didn't love the smoke. look
1: of the smoke I like when he turned the bats in. I like the that. bats was awesome Bats look cool. Bats.
0: The way he like would dive forward yeah. into the move and then it would generate like bats coming out of him. Like I, I wish thought I that could do that. Cool. Yeah, me Don't too. You? Yeah, I do. Um well, I thought what I was loved cool was,
2: was yeah, they open the windows and then the bats are kind of on fire, but they move. Like the smoke thing, I agree. I thought the smoke thing was just kind of stupid looking.
0: Yeah, look I like how he used thing... it though. I like how he went into that priest in the beginning and then blew him up. Like that was a cool move, but the look of it looked a little yeah. Right.
1: I feel like that might be pushing the vampire mythology a little far. Like, yeah, really? I don't, I don't know if vampires are really supposed to be able to do that. Like, the, They can't the just turn into anything. Yeah. Bats and then, are like, fine. If they like, had
0: turned into a wolf or something like that, which I was surprised they didn't do. They didn't do I an animal. think
1: of that as like a werewolf vampire. Yeah, I
0: guess. But sometimes Dracula has turned into wolves. This
2: is not a, it, it, this is not a problem with the movie for me, but how tall is Nick's hole? Do you guys know? I have
1: no idea. Cause he
2: looks imposing. Throughout this movie, I mean, he just looks so much taller than. It looks everybody like he's else. hunching
0: over a little bit, like not to. I know the the background that I have on is him hunching over, but no, 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 uh, no I got that. Does but sort of looks just, like he's looking he, smaller in most scenes on purpose.
2: Yeah, but he just looks really tall compared to everybody else.
1: I like his long, old fashioned, sad boy hair.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, like emo look. Like, yeah. like, kind of, like a 90s of like the '90s, like
1: sad boy kind of. Grimy. And how the,
0: the the support group sort of tells him how to style himself when he finally get like. Yeah, gets I was like, it. no,
1: put the no, get that, They're like, get try that crap off, get that gap off, and put that vest back on. I like that.
0: Yeah, you like the dark look. There's so there's at, towards the end he kind of finds like a, a blend in between the two, where I just think he's been his life's been void of color for so long that he he just like like just enjoyed the color so much. He has the he? inspirational you know, posters I in know. his. I, was he the I, I, zombie I don't hate
2: in warm bodies?
0: It. He was, yes.
1: Well, he was okay. in the menu.
0: He was in the oh, menu. That's he right. He played body. the
2: asshole boyfriend in he the was, menu. Did
0: you see Fury Road, the Mad Max film? Yeah. The main silver boy. Uh, I forgot what they're called, but the one that like ended up working with Mad Max uh, oh. against them. Yeah, they would spray the silver in their mouth and like pray to Valhalla and pray for like a, a warrior's death, and then like they would sacrifice themselves. That was him. He was that dude. Okay. We've also in the X-Men films, um, some of the X-Men films. Oh, I wouldn't know that. I, know. I thought no, it was no. really good in this movie. I'm telling you. I thought it was, thought he was really good. good.
1: Is he British, or was is this like his yeah. normal accent? So when he's playing an American, that's putting on an accent for him.
0: I don't know. It felt like the, the British part was a little bit overdone, too, right? Like oh, so it, maybe
1: he's American. I don't know.
0: I think he's British, but I just felt like when he was doing the British accent, it felt a little, like, over done well perfect. he is
1: supposed to be from like a century ago
0: yeah exactly so it was like maybe that's why British maybe so it yeah. was like the dialect was a little off mm-hmm. um i was like oh so i do love the scene where he's like trying to ward himself off of like um dracula he's using the defense against a narcissist book as if it's the bible yeah and he's using it like i show you this and yeah. like it's supposed to, like, oh God, he's, no, not the cross. Yeah, you know? he's, he's not, not like using police.
1: techniques from it. Yeah. He's like using the yeah. physical and just, book.
0: <laughs> and then he's and then he's just reciting chapters of it in front. Of, like this should help. God it's kind of like
1: what did we just watch? <laughs> what did we just watch and review? Where somebody's like, oh, take this little booklet or something. It'll keep you safe. And it, and they put it in their inside breast pocket. And then it ends up like shielding them from a bullet or something. Is that something that we reviewed for the show? Somebody has given something to help protect them, but it's it was intended like, oh, there's information in this. I, I, know. I,
0: I know what you're talking about. I what just can't. I, what am I thinking it? of?
1: Damn. But then it ends up like stopping a bullet. And so it like physically protected him. Is that something that I that
0: sounds I familiar? I don't know.
1: Is that okay. Anyway, sorry. Move on. What? No. 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 no.
0: Is that something we, we reviewed? It Joe. sounds no, so familiar. It, I just so. can't place yeah, it. It really does.
1: Was it Sleepy Hollow? Oh, does she give him something and he yes, it in his pocket? Right? What she, was I it? I think
0: she does, and and stops a bullet. I think.
1: What was it? I she gave remember. him her her spell book. He takes her yeah. spell her like journal or spell book or something. Right? Oh,
0: right, I think you're right, and it takes a bullet. And then like, doesn't he take it out and when he's in the um when he's in the cab like the the stagecoach later when he's leaving and yeah. looks at is that, it? Like is that what I was thinking? Maybe. I don't know. Was another fun. another
1: movie with filed teeth, though.
0: Yeah, that's true. true.
1: Yeah, actually. All right, yeah. So
0: Nicholas Holt is British
2: and he's six foot
0: two.
1: Oh, OK. So he grew tough. up to be mm-hmm.
0: the the he grew up to be at one point the headless horseman. <laughs> yes. the so what else are
1: you going to do with teeth like that?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we touched on it earlier, but I just got to say it again. The police corruption and the Lobo gangster stuff, just like the police corruption as well. Just boring. Like, that yeah. was well, so wait a minute
1: no i like the police corruption part i don't like the organized crime part yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah but you can't have together. one without the
0: other so like well
1: yeah but you could have and downplayed it like... the, the it's like it was just I, all I very like, mean, like oh my god so
0: the entire police force is that's right it?
1: well the thing i liked about that though was that it gave aquafina's character something to like fight against that like she's the one kind of true-hearted I know, I got that, but member like, it, who's that trying to like, interest stand me up to him. I like that. that's fair
2: but the I problem like is that. is that they just really overdid it with that i mean it's just like I know. everybody yeah that's what it was, payroll it was of this you know so they're all attacking these two people and there were no threads that
0: like nothing built towards there was nothing there was no build up on a lot of things i and so, get it it kind of just like dumped it on you at a moment when the right. story needed it and like for me as a viewer i was just sort of like okay fine i accepted it because i was in for the ride but at the same time i was sort of like well i wish you would have built this up a little bit like uh aquafina's rebecca's storyline just didn't interest me as much as i wanted it to i did like her character enough but like okay so she's she, i felt like she was supposed to add the heart to the film uh, and i got that for the most part but also like it just didn't hit either like i don't buy her relationship with her sister as much as i should have i don't buy like her past with her dad um having died on the job like that's fine like they say it happened but i don't i didn't see it happen i don't there was nothing that really like drew me into that aspect of that character where like i was like oh i really feel for her in these moments and then you can have the comedy on top of that but you know that this character is still dealing with those elements deep down like you know, it was like over was Overplayed in certain elements where that it was overshadowed. But there were points
2: in the movie, and go yeah. back to your point, Hyderberg, of like the dad dying. Is that that it almost ha- like it happened recently? There were points where you know the son, uh, whatever his name was, Billy or whatever, um, and it, he killed the dad. His name or was, was Tedward. Kill- huh?
0: Come on, Ted bro. Ward? I went on an epic rant about it. His name was Ted <laughs> or Teddy, whatever. they called him Teddy, okay? okay Teddy, I Ted. uh,
2: he was a part of that
0: so yeah, he basically it, well they I, I wouldn't say that he killed the dad because we come to realize that he's never really killed anybody
2: right but been, he was yeah, a, he's a
0: fake he, gangster. he was there yeah he was there he had his minions he had apache joe do it and i don't know that's racist
1: <laughs> i'm not um, i'm not even saying it anymore
0: <laughs> yeah because he's not mexican that's why if he was mexican he'd be all over me if he's chicano joe he would be all over it. taco joe <laughs>
1: Taco Joe. Yeah, just keep digging, man.
0: <laughs> That's a restaurant, actually, by me. It's called Taco Joe's. That's why okay. I said it. All right. Um, well, so with yeah, Aw- no.
1: So with Aquafina's character and the whole police corruption thing, I think I agree with you. Like, her backstory about her father being killed and her wanting revenge, it just doesn't, like it's not built up enough to have any impact whatsoever. It's like just something somebody tells us in a couple of lines and we're supposed to care. It doesn't really work that way. And her relationship with her sister, I don't really care about that either. What does interest me is the concept of her being the one person who wants to stand up for what's right amidst a whole institution of corruption. But I also agree with you that the whole like crime family storyline is stupid. So I guess what I really want is like a better criminal, like. Activity to be happening that's like that that doesn't feel stupid, but that she can still still rail against as the lone police officer who's trying to do the right thing. But so I want a better. Like, I want a better crime for her to be fighting against.
2: Right, but she also makes great points of this happened, this happened, this happened. So this is why this is all wrong. And her sister's just like, "You need evidence. I just gave you all the evidence that you need. This guy was throwing cocaine at us. He he, he just broke like ten, 10- which was
0: like something out of a cartoon, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah." It was over the top. You know, he's throwing he's throwing cocaine at you. He can't the cocaine be breaks like, into <laughs> cops. Yeah,
2: it was. It and was funny. Blasted on the guy's face. He's like, cocaine.
0: Yeah, it was <laughs> funny. But at the same time, there's a there's layers of seriousness that this film, I feel like was reaching for, too. And then it doesn't yeah. quite hit that for me. Agreed. I wish it was a little bit more of all of it, because I do like like it's a melange, if you will, oh. of of genres or, or aspects of of different films um, that I do I do think work mostly well together for this film I think that's what makes it a fun film but I do there's more to it I wish that I could pull from some of these aspects and I do think her storyline being a little bit more dramatic or a little bit you know harder or more serious would have hit a little bit harder I think it would have added a little bit more heart to the film which was like what I think her character was meant to do anyway and I just think that Aquafina plays it a little bit hammy A little bit, but that's not necessarily a gripe against the actress. Maybe it's also the direction. Maybe that's what the filmmaker was going for as well. But like when you see her sister, like she's not like that at all. She's super serious. And then like her other, you know, then Aquafina's character, Rebecca, is like over the top. So it's like if she could have met her sister a little bit somewhere in the middle or if we had seen the father's death or something why she joined the force? Like it just it like you said, Jacqueline. It was sort of like they just told you things. Like here's why you should be into this, and we're gonna move on. And that was mm-hmm. it. And then just like there were no stakes in those in those aspects where I just felt like I wanted to be involved more into these characters as well. Like Nicholas Colt's character could be like a little bit, you know, okay, like I get it. He's involved with Dracula, and he's like on a roller coaster ride trying to get out of it, and that could be where the comic relief comes in like it it adds to that but the cop stuff i thought could have been done more serious um the corruption stuff was just overdone and the the mob stuff was just sort of silly um i don't know i just thought also so they 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 impound lobo's car in the scene where she shoots the tires out right okay she shoots the tires out in the beginning and then when they're ready to do their like epic later on like we're gonna go after dracula we need supplies what do they do they they take the people. car out of the impound. what does the car have on the front of it when they take it out of the impound brand new tires brand new tires i know this corruption so i'm am i supposed to assume that like they put new tires on this guy's car because it's got I the same so. rims on it it's got the same exact rim it's not like they replaced the rims and tires just so that they could hit the road and there's right. no way that they've replaced those things just so they can pound it they would have put it on a flatbed and brought it in to the impact, they don't care about a gangster's car right we understand like that part like there was just one moment where i was just like uh, okay that wouldn't happen but whatever it's a it's a cool car so i think they
1: i think they were hoping that like enough time had passed since you last saw that car that you're not going to remember they didn't
0: know that this movie did that
1: yeah they don't get nothing by old (laughs) heiderberg
0: yeah anyway it's a small group
1: well guys i i kind of want to i think it's almost time to start winding this down here and get to our individual reviews are you guys ready for that
0: sure um. So real quick, like, just did you guys enjoy the ending overall? Yeah. Like, did it hit for you enough? Yeah. It was like, fine. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fine.
0: Um. Yeah. I do like that they, they they. I thought the ending was funny that they had the ska music play at the end.
1: Oh. <laughs> <joke> that <laughs> yeah. ska music sucks I about the whole that. time?
0: And I, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm not a huge fan of ska. So, like, I'm not the biggest horn guy. So, I will be honest. That joke about like there's too many horns. I thought that was funny to me, but yeah. I know it does um the 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 genre of um, sky. Like, you can't just say, like, oh, there's a lot of horns. Like, there's more to the music than yeah. that.
2: Heidelberg, it's so funny you brought that up because I completely forgot. I mean, like, throughout the movie, that was the that that was the was running joke thing that they the kept movie.
0: talking about. It. Like, is that yeah, popular and- in Orleans or something? or
2: it's so wow
0: yeah all right i feel like somebody that wrote this film had a thing about sky like they either loved Scott and they wanted to like defend it but they wanted to poke fun at it at the same time or like yeah, somebody. This just,
2: conversation did. and you bringing that up just brought me up a whole
0: and i thought of i thought of, of randy uh from straight children i thought
1: it? about him too
0: and i haven't listened to their review yet because i haven't seen the movie so they just recently covered it so i'm curious to see what he thinks about it with the sky mm-hmm. i'm I sure he address did, it really did I really did like the um the end credits too. I just thought the older film effects were really cool where they insane. applied them throughout the entire film uh, they did like these like multiple cuts of like th- they would show an image and then it would like blend into like three different uh images over the film I... like real
2: okay d- there was a dance sequence they cut out because that was part of the end uh credits was there? yeah well it, in the end credits there was a like a dance sequence that was going on. While oh, while the music was playing and you see it in the background, it's just like Nicholas Holtz like doing this finger, you know, in the air thing. It looks like they show his
0: character and then they like his character like broke off into like three different images of him of himself. No,
2: there there were like people behind him. Ah,
0: oh, well know. he was in the I wasn't sure if that was just a still taken out of when he was in the dance club uh, restaurant area. Like well that was I, just like why they were doing i did that. get i got like a guardians of the galaxy 2 vibe from the end credits because they have similar end credits like that where it's like an homage totally. to film a little bit like 70s film Could so I don't, know. I, don't know. I, don't know. I don't know i just like the old the end credits i don't know it's like it's a cheesy thing to talk about like the credits were good like allegory but no i think it's I,
1: it's worth noting like when it does it when, when anyway. credits are good I like, I like my
0: last notice. note yeah all
1: right so you guys ready for our reviews now Ready. All right. Johnny, this was your pick. So share with us your review.
2: It was mine. Yeah. Uh like I said, you guys are really like stepped me up on this movie because to me it really was a dessert. And I, I don't have a lot of bad things to say about it. I in my opinion, I think we got a little too much of Nicolas Cage. Just just in my opinion, there you can never get too much cage. However, Except for now. <laughs> for now. It's it just seems like if they pulled it back just a little bit, like maybe pulled some of the, the some of the stuff out at the end where, you know, he was talking to Aquafina or whatever. I don't know what it was. It just kind of bothered me a little bit. But I mean, the acting was fine. This movie was so much fun to watch. And it was just like if you're a horror movie fan, an action fan, a comedy fan, you're gonna get all three in this movie. This movie just it just kind of had it all. It's got CGI, it's got practical, it's just it's a worthwhile watch. Um, I actually didn't really hate this movie at all. You know, I said at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the podcast that it was kind of a flaccid fuck for me. But again, this conversation that we've had, Jacqueline and Heidelberg, that, that we're, you know, this is, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, there's something about it. That's just fantastic. So, you know, I'm gonna let you guys go. And I know we're running a little late. Um, I'm going to give this a, uh, Boy, I'm going way up on this one. Uh, I'm gonna go a seven out of ten. Arm rips to the chest.
1: <laughs> arm rips to the chest. Okay, yeah. is, that is that a wrestling?
0: Of... Is that a wrestling move?
1: Wrestling.
2: No, I just I, I was thinking about when he ripped the guy's arms off and threw it in like the two other dudes. No, so. I know what you're yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. So that 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 was a really fun part to me.
0: John's, and a it wrassler. felt like the
2: raid, but.
1: Okay, seven out of ten. Okay, that's I think that's quite a bit above a flaccid. I, fuck. So, I'll, I I'll yeah, I that.
2: honestly was going 5.5, 5, but just this conversation, I, I, I had so much fun. 5.5 5
0: seems a little low to me, but
1: okay. Well, but why yeah, did not you tell I mean, us conversa- next, Hydroberg? Oh, sorry, uh,
0: John. real quick, John. Have you ever seen Dread, the movie Dread with um, what the Carl fuck? Urban? Yeah, uh, I've it's, it's kind of like the raid, it takes place in a single location and it's about going up levels of like a huge,
2: oh, is it? Build.
0: Yeah, it's very through. Yeah, I've seen
2: bits and pieces of it.
0: Yeah, it's a fun film. You should check it out. It's pretty cool. I just like think that one movie, apartment like, that scene photo. just really yeah. reminded me of that. Yeah. Him him swallowing the ants was pretty funny. Like that was his buddy. Yeah. <laughs> nobody thought it was weird. There, right? During that homage of him like living a normal life, nobody thought it weird that some ra- random guy at the hotel that we're staying at just had an ant in his pocket that he gave to <laughs> you. Know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah, go ahead, put there that you go, ant ant in your fucking pocket. Like, that's not weird at all. No way. No. Anyway, so my review for Rents- yes, yes, I know. Uh <laughs> so, Some cool effects, over the top gore, but I, I, I fucking loved it. I, I did love like there was some randomly just crazy moments. I was just like, wow, they're going there, and I dug that about this film. I feel like this film just kind of like. It's PG-13 but like, right? It's
1: what? I would think with the gore it's rated R. I I didn't Sorry, check I think it's but rated, I thought. Yeah, it's R. R.
0: Okay, it's rated R.
1: Okay.
0: It is rated R. Okay. So that doesn't surprise me as much, but still just like the mix of genres I just thought was interesting. Like, yeah, we're going for the horror crowd, we're going for the uh we're going for a little bit of that like Marvel universe crowd that people like action films like that and like you could get a lot of people like you could get somebody into this film that doesn't like horror and you could be like, "Well, come see Renfield with me. It's funny and like there's a lot of action." And like, I think that person could still enjoy this film. So I I think that's, I think they did a good job of uh, blending genres there. Like they took a bunch of stuff, they threw in the blender and they made it work. And I, uh, contrary to what you said, John, I do think that like Nicolas Cage's Dracula, like is the, the, it's the staples that keep it together. Like it's, it's, his character is great. If anything, I, I like his character just as much as like as Jacqueline. I think it's great. I think, um, You think it's too much? I think that they just didn't do enough with him. I think that he has to act alongside, like, the mafia and stupid stuff like that, where, like, I just wanted more of him doing his thing in other places instead, you know? Have him taking over the city earlier. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just wish, like, I think he was great. I just think they just didn't do enough with his character is what it was. So when you saw him on screen, I think you were a little underwhelmed with his character because, like, they weren't doing enough with it and he and had so to compete was, oh, with so
1: much other crap
0: yeah and, and Sorry, i a, don't mean to interrupt sort of but i agree with the you the plot <laughs> and the and the story uh yes. the screenplayer. like and i just think there was too much focus on certain things I just didn't, didn't I, I didn't need the whole mob family thing to be honest it just didn't do anything for me and if they were going to have him and be enticed by i could take over the world by you know going elbow to elbow with these mob people side by side and working with them then do it earlier in the film and have it work its way into the plot earlier and then have Je- Rebecca's character have more of a of a of a case to follow, you know, with her investigation as a cop. And she's in, she's following this these breadcrumbs of like somebody's infiltrated this new mob that I'm familiar with that acts a certain way. But all and all of a sudden now they're more violent. Something's happening, you know, and it's because Dracula is behind everything. And then she meets, you know, Renfield and and I don't know, just like there was more it felt underdeveloped, uh, but enough developed that I did enjoy it. I really enjoyed the film's aesthetics. Like I said, I thought the set dressing was really good. I thought most of the scenes, every set like that they were in was really cool. It was all just well done, well dressed. I thought the restaurant was really cool with like the smoke coming out of the guy in, in the front and it was just so cool. I I loved the the layer of Dracula in the modern age. I thought it was great. The way the blood bags were highlighted with the lighting and they just looked fucking awesome to me. I just like there was there's a moment where I paused it and I was just like, "Yes, this looks really cool." The lighting was really good. I enjoyed the breakdown as well of the lore of Dracula and Renfield. I like the way that like they, they discussed how their relationship works enough and you you realize that like there's a cycle with their relationship where Renfield is like alone for a long time because Dracula's semi-dead and he's gotta rebuild Dracula. Um and he's basically by himself this whole time. So he that's where that's where the moments of depression set in and he feels regret for everything he's done because he's you know, he's not doing anything really. During those times, uh, besides just bringing innocent people, and for that he also feels guilty. Um, so I thought that was cool. I thought um, the way they they met and the the eating of bugs was really cool. I just thought like all that stuff was really well well done and added in pretty well. Um, I just like I said before, I just thought it was a really good mix of horror and action humor, and like I said, it had a comic book vibe to it, which I I realized was partly because of the writer um, Robert Kirkman. Uh, also, I just thought like there's there's some pretty decent characters in here. Like, I do think that Rebecca could have been developed better, and Renfield maybe a little bit more too. Um, I didn't really need much more than that. Maybe the relationships in Rebecca's life I thought could have um added more to the film. Like her sister, sort of a throwaway character. Like they established like you have an older sister who sort of is like the piffy one, and she's sort of like okay, I just like I'm I'm Dad's favorite, and and you're just like. You're upset all the time and you're, you're fucking up your own career by doing this. I get that. But just the film could have done a better way of uh, establishing that, in my opinion. Uh, but I do like the characters. I think they're decent enough. Um, I thought Cage was excellent, though. I do. I really do. I thought there was going to be a moment where he just overdid it. I don't think he ever did. I think his character was was like over the top. But I thought he did it well. I thought they picked the right actor for this. There's some cons, though. I think some of the lines are cheesy. I do. I do. I think, and and I'm looking at you, Tedward. I'm looking at you, buddy. He just—I didn't like his fucking character at all.
1: Anything he said was
0: stupid. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was just stupid. It was like, all right, he's a dumb man. Like I get it, but like, what else is he adding to like the film? Like, at least show some of his older siblings. Then, did he have older siblings? I felt like he had siblings. Right, he wasn't an only child. I, I almost felt like he was—he was in competition to get his mother's approval right and yeah, like, i feel like he was kind of siblings... the
1: baby though like, yeah so where are the other siblings himself. i want to see the
0: other siblings doing well in their in their jobs like show them fucking dumping on him like hey why are you so shitty your sick the mom hates you like whatever like you fuck up all the time like and then at least establish him as like the fuck up who's trying to get his mother's approval by showing his older sister or his older brother that like dumps on him they didn't even really do that i felt it felt underdeveloped uh, the humor also just it didn't land hundred percent all the time but for the most part it did like I, I i i thought it was funny this is a funny and fun film for the most part most of the jokes landed I thought most of the jokes centered around Renfield and Dracula's relationship those are the ones I liked the most um their relationship was just funny um i I'm sorry but aquafina she just kind of grates on my nerves a little bit I'm not gonna lie uh don't hate me uh I think she's a decent actress though I just think like she's sort of like being typecast as this this one role she's doing a like Kevin Hart kind of deal when she acts. And it's just like I, I feel like you could do better, Um, but whatever. Uh There's a fun balance, though, this film has between comedy, horror and action, which is a plus for me. It's an enjoyment of like how far I enjoyed the film. I think the horror stuff is is really well done. There's not a ton of it, but there's enough of it. Like I felt like for us as a horror podcast to cover it, there's enough there to cover this as a horror film, you know, in quotations. But um, I thought it was engaging. But I never thought that it engaged too much in one genre either. And I felt like it could have maybe engaged more in one or the other. Some of the action to me was cool. As an action guy, I liked it. But it was also very wireworky, uh, like, slow-mo. There was a lot of slow-mo scenes that were maybe hiding some special effects. Overall, though, I thought it was pretty cool um i mean with all that said this is this is a fun film though like it was fun i i enjoyed it watching it i was just like okay i'm in i'm here for it like i really enjoyed it and i didn't see it in the theater i kind of wish i did but i think a theatrical release would have been really fun to see that but with that said i'm gonna give renfield from 2023 i'm gonna give it also like you john i'm gonna give it seven out of ten arms ripped to the chest arm rips to the chest <laughs> something like that yeah
1: something like that Also,
0: Edward's snorting a fucking cocaine, a a centipede and saying like, oh, something seems familiar. That was fucking stupid. That line of dialogue. Not good. good. And you snorted like a centipede. I get it. Like instead of eating the bug, you snorted it because you're a cokehead. Like it was dumb. (laughs) It was dumb. That was was when I wrote my rant, actually. When I saw that scene, I was like, "I I need to go in on this fucking dude. (laughs) <laughs> i was like wait what's his name again and i scrolled up top and i was like tedward wait what edward please what is he a teddy bear that they sell at yeah the that
2: sacred circle with the cocaine was actually pretty dope that, that was, was
0: dope that was dope. Like and that. That was a very yeah. cool moment for aquafina to think about like we saw that nod where she looks at the cocaine and next thing you know and then she found the latin i wish we saw her saying a little bit of the latin though
1: yeah unlike what yeah yeah
0: there's a there's a spell <laughs> called magic circle that you can do, and I used it one time against a Dracula character, okay. and it wards off like certain magics. So mm-hmm. that was cool. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm a nerd. Jacqueline, what do you think?
1: Okay, we're all nerds here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah, Hinterberg, you, you you said a lot of what I wanted to say, so I'll just kind of like run down it real right. fast. Um, this movie really had me hooked from the beginning because I was really enchanted by the. Like the throwback to the footage from the 1931 Dracula that they inserted Nicholas Cage and Nicholas Holt into, and they were made up to look exactly like um, Bela Lugosi and um, Dwight Fry from the original Dracula film. I thought it looked great, and it was just like a nice little nod to that that really sucked me. And I was like, okay, all right, they're doing something cool here. And then furthering along into the story, I love, like I said before, I really loved this whole conceit of his role as a familiar to Dracula being a codependent relationship and sort of accidentally discovering that that's what he's in with yeah. this, um, with this monster. And there's a lot of kind of like, you know, double meanings happening in puns and things where um, somebody says, let's see, I wrote it down. Hold on. Um, when he's doing the voiceover talking about the group and he said, so I sit here and I listen to these poor souls talking about their monsters and so for him, for Renfield, it's literally a monster. Yeah. But for the other people in group, it's like these monstrous relationships, these horrible, you know, um, emotionally abusive relationships. But it works. And so that that whole thing, it just I I was all in with that. So and then Adding in Nicolas Cage. Sorry, I sorry, John, I agree with Heidelberg. I really liked Nicolas Cage in this role. I thought it was campy, but not too much. Right. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked the visual of it. I liked his performance. I liked the filed teeth. I liked that he was like debonair, but also fearsome. Um, I liked the, you know, the transforming into bats. Uh I didn't love the smoke thing. Didn't Me love neither. the going into somebody else's body and like exploding them. I Kind of that kind of isn't necessarily within the scope of what I think of you know when I think of a vampire, but you know they're they're doing their own thing with it. I don't have to like every single little thing about it um yeah, I again, Heidelberg, I completely agree with you. the whole subplot about the crime family was just it was not entertaining, it was dumb, the characters were dumb, there was nothing. You know, like you can have villains that are still engaging and entertaining, and that you still kind of like in a in a hating them kind of way. This was not that. There's like nothing. There's just like nothing there. It felt like throwaway stuff. Yes. Like they just wrote in something to write something. Um, although I will say, you know, this isn't something I really picked up on because it's not really my wheelhouse. But you guys mentioned the comic bookiness of it, yes. and um, so particularly the matriarch i think i said something earlier like nobody talks like that but now when you kind of put it in that kind of framework if i look at it through that lens it's like okay well so like a comic book villain can be that kind of like overly dramatic so maybe she maybe that's the way she was envisioned that character what's her name like bella francesca or something i don't know she's got a
0: very long name maybe
1: she's kind of that like overdrawn kind of um you know, dramatic Yeah, Bella like Francesca villain Lolo.
0: kind of thing, but,
1: um, but yeah, I just, I did not enjoy anything about that to be honest. And she's an
0: Iranian uh, actress actually. I believe.
1: Yeah. I, I saw her mm-hmm. name earlier when I was looking at cast. And I was just Persian oh, with me, but, uh, um, the sister, you know, we've already touched on this, but it's just, it was just a few lines of telling us stuff, but we didn't really get to see anything dramatized with, Rebecca's relationship with her sister or the history with the dad it was you know it was just kind of dumped on us and so Heidelberg I think you said something like there's no stakes there no emotional stakes yeah. so and that's definitely true um I already said what I wanted to say about how I liked her having you know having that role to play where she wants to be the one who's you know living up to these ideals even though the rest of the cops aren't but I wish they had something better to fight against which could have just been as you said Heidelberg Renfield taking over the city like we didn't even necessarily need the crime family maybe it was just his wreaking havoc on the city that the police are kind of like ignoring or they don't believe her or something where she has to prove herself i like this idea that she wants to prove herself Mm -hmm. you know maybe if there was something where her dad were still alive but he had been this illustrious figure in the police force and then but then he kind of thinks she's a fuck up and she wants to prove herself i don't know but um something else could have been better
0: (laughs) Something that Um, a rewrite probably could have fixed if you had come back.
1: I mean, it would be kind of a major thing to kind of remove the whole crime family and and do all that, but I don't know. I just, it could have been better. Well, they also,
2: the captain also said something while, you know, he was saying, well, your dad was a, a super cop, but you're just like him. And then nothing after that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I felt like he was kind of just placating her, but sure. Uh, yeah. And then I I feel like the story plays out in a pretty satisfying way. Maybe him, maybe uh, Renfield ending up, you know, having to live out his life as a mortal, more or less. Maybe that's like the penance he pays for the crimes that he's committed over the decades. Because he does say, I have to pay for what I've done. There is a cost to mm-hmm. that. You know, he's done something good here. But he also has done things in the past that he feels he needs to atone for. So maybe that's his atonement is like, OK, I'm going to live out my days as a mortal now. So it, it it works for me. I, I really enjoyed Nicholas Holt in this character. I thought he did the character justice and he was likable enough that I was rooting him on. You know, um, he played it with vulnerability, but also charm and class. I just I really liked it. It was like an um,
0: awkwardness too to him that I enjoyed.
1: Well, yeah. And I, I love, you know, I love an awkward boy. So um yeah, it was great. Nicholas Cage, John, I don't know what you're talking about. It was great.
0: So
1: <laughs> anyway, I really enjoyed this movie. I think it was it was almost exactly what you should go into it expecting. You know, it's a fun ride. It's not too serious. It's sort of a confection, you know, it's it's sort of a slice of chocolate mousse cake. And if that's what you know you're getting when you go into it, I think it's pretty satisfying. It might not be your new favorite movie, may not be something that you revisit a whole bunch. But for me, I'm glad I saw it. And you know what? I think one of the most important things, I'm going to remember this movie. It's unique Mm -hmm. enough that I'm going to remember this. It's not just a generic, you know, forget about it the day after you watch it kind of thing. And that, to me, goes a long way. I think there was, you know, despite some narrative complaints that I have, I think there was some real creativity. That went into this, Um, so I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it 7.5 out of 10. Rip, ripped arms. What is it? Arm rips to the chest. There you go. So, yep, seven point
0: five.
2: We're we're all in the same page.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're close. Seven, seven point five. Yeah,
1: y'all want to hear a little taste of trivia?
0: Yes. Give me a little little extra
1: frosting on the cake. A melange, if you will. (laughs) As if you weren't sick enough already. (laughs) Mm. All right, there's a few good little tidbits here. Uh, so despite a history of turning down non-leading roles in studio films, Nicolas Cage signed on to play Dracula because it has been a lifelong dream of his to play Dracula in some capacity. Yep. Nice. In addition to that, the, there are two other characters he's always wanted to play. One was Superman, which he did get to do at one point. There Yeah, was, he was uh, almost Superman. in Tim Burton's Superman Lives, but the whole project was canceled. Yep. And now he's like, he's like, oh, I'm too old to do that oh, but I'd he, love to he, see that he was gonna do it he did voice superman in teen titans go to the movies so that's okay. at least a, a little something the other character he's always wanted to play so i guess this is like his one little um whatchamacallit like the the life goal the bucket list goal that he has left he wants to play captain nemo so <laughs> hmm. so maybe that'll happen someday he's not too old to play that so maybe that'll happen someday uh, while promoting Season of the Witch in 2011, Nicolas Cage said that his love for his co-star, Sir Christopher Lee, is the reason he likes to be in horror movies. And Christopher Lee is considered one of the best actors to ever portray Dracula, of course, in the horror fil- uh, Hammer horror films. Yep. Um, and Nicolas Cage said that Christopher Lee is his favorite Dracula. So. I
0: felt like he was pulling from that a little bit. With yeah, he mm. yeah, he definitely
1: was. Yeah, he definitely was.
0: And I do think, like, I thought he did a decent job as far as we know him to be over the top. I felt like I this is a role where I could see Nicolas Cage pulling back a little bit. Like there was moments where I felt like he. Yeah, really. I don't think he was over the top at all.
1: Yeah. Moments of restraint. I think he did.
0: I, I think, think he, he pulled he back. Just an, I think I've restraint. seen I've seen him go way over the top in films. I don't think he did. <laughs> what? I think he played it. John, you're making this weird face. I think he played it comically. So like on purpose, because that's what the film wanted him to do. Um And. But I don't think that he ever was, like, so over the top. I just think, I don't know. That's like, fair.
2: That's totally fair because I can see he actually restraint. does that in Color of Night. where he Yeah, I
0: can see restraint with him. Pushes. Yeah, he
2: goes over I mean, that. have you seen Bad Lieutenant? Right, right. Lieutenant I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make faces. But, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he does. He pulls back a little bit on this
0: you one. You were making a lot of Nicolas Cage faces. It was <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> I wanted to take your face off.
1: Oh, no, I like what? that.
0: But no, I just uh, I, I saw the restraint, honestly, in his performance. To to me, I did. That's fair. Yeah. Totally fair.
1: All right. I got a couple more little tidbits for you. So I find this hilarious, actually. Nicolas Cage's uncle, Francis Ford Coppola, directed Dracula 1992. You know, the one starring Gary Oldman and uh, Winona Ryder. Oh, shit. Yeah. The studio wanted Nicolas Cage instead of Keanu Reeves to play Jonathan Harker. I think he would have been better. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean... That's not hard to be. I love Keona Reeves, but it's not hard to be a better actress. <laughs> um, yeah. But Francis Ford Coppola did not want to work with him after their experience on Peggy Sue got married. So everybody
0: I guess everybody loves a- that movie. Who does? I've never seen it. Everybody loves that movie, though. I've never like, seen people, it either. Like, yeah.
1: But anyway, I don't know. I guess they had some conflict on the set. And so Francis, his uncle didn't want to work with him. So I think that's a
0: t- it's a time travel film, right? Isn't it like she kind of gets bonked on the head and and. Ends up in another time, dude. We like, just said we haven't past. seen
1: it. You're the one that's seen it. Well, Why are come on, it came out a long time.
0: It's been a long time since I've seen it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I thought maybe so, you're familiar. You yeah, ever seen no. Vampires Kiss? Yes, I have.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I know of it. You haven't seen it? <laughs> I oh, haven't seen review it.
0: I you gotta watch it.
1: I know, but it has miles picked it, it yeah. for straight john I know. I listened to their episode first. on it. Yeah,
0: dude. I listened to the episode. but Ridiculous movie. You should. I'm thinking about switching one of my picks.
1: Uh oh. Um. Okay. Oh. So speaking of that, Chris McKay, the director of Renfield, convinced the studio that casting Nicholas Cage was a good idea by showing them clips from Kiss of Death from 1995, a crime movie where. Oh, you know what? The first time I, when I was gathering trivia, I read that as Vampire's Kiss. So I thought that was more interesting and relevant than it was. But it's not Kiss of uh, Death with,
0: Kiss. Uh, with uh with David Death. Caruso.
1: Hey, fuck you.
0: Yeah oh yeah there
1: we go but anyway so uh okay well that trivia is less interesting now but yeah so he showed them clip, uh, clips from kiss of death a crime movie where cage was menacing and funny at the same time all right i uh, wish i hadn't said that one
0: no he was uh, though you're not wrong this,
1: this one is interesting i'm curious to hear y'all's opinion of this in okay. an interview with collider the director chris mckay admitted that he thinks of the film as um, a direct sequel to todd browning's dracula from 19th that mm-hmm. it's like the same universe, just like ninety years later.
0: Okay, I mean that's, that's that's fair. That's I I don't consider it that, but that is how he how he molded the film. Like he constructed the film that way. So mm-hmm. and it does work for the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't consider it the actual sequel to that film, though. Like, but yeah. in this when- world, when I watch this film, I can put myself in that headspace and be like, okay, in this world, yeah. this is Dracula. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's just a I kind of love what they did, like
2: the social commentaries of like, we didn't have enough money or whatever. And, <clears throat> you know, being being codependent on somebody, you know, which was it was great. So, yeah, I could see that, too.
1: It's just it's a did, little hard for me to wrap my head around that one, just because a it's like 90 years into the future, you know, and like yeah. and, and the tone of the film is so different that it's, you know, if he made That's it a very oh. serious film. I would be interested in that. Like if he made it with the same kind of uh, tone and aesthetic and vibe, like if he shot a black and white movie 90 years later, I, I don't know, but without the kind of slapstick and the camp and the, you know, the action and stuff like that, if he kind of continued that tone, I would be interested and it would be easier for me to think of it that way. But this is, I don't know. It's so different that it's a little tough. I, I get the, I get the idea behind it. And I get that he like envisions it that way.
0: I also think to. see If you had Dracula like going into this like slumber for a long time and then waking up periodically in different time frames, there would be a bewilderment to him of like, oh, my God, what is going on in society right now? Like (laughs) there's none of that in this film. Like there would be moments where Dracula be like, I can't believe that this is going on or the the, you know, like this is this is Austin Powers
1: moment, right?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Transported into the future. yeah. Yeah um yeah so anyway i just thought that was an interesting little thing like oh that's so he he wanted the marketing like the poster and the trailer and stuff to kind of reflect that intention but it just didn't pan out so
0: oh well i mean i do like that i do like that he went for that anyway because i do think it does show in the film um
1: i mean you can see that he loves that and and yeah yeah, you can see that he loves that. that and and is kind of paying homage to that um but it's it's, it's, I can't say it's a definitive to it sequel
0: to the 1931 Dracula. though Like there's no yeah, way. Yeah. I mean, there are sequels to that movie. So like how could you say that this is that?
1: Well, I think he's doing the David Gordon Green thing where it's like, oh, well this movie I'm eliminating all the sequel. I'm eliminating like all the other canon stuff and now this is canon is the, you know, this the the new official sequel, but whatever. Uh last little tidbit I have, the film is set in New Orleans, of course, where Nicolas Cage already has a pyramid-shaped tomb waiting for him in St. Louis Cemetery number one.
0: That's just crazy. Um, I also <laughs> think that they didn't pay off enough about the the environment, the um, the setting. I wish there was a little bit more New Orleansy sort of... Like
1: feel to it.
0: Yeah, there's yeah. not a lot there.
1: I agree with that. Like they make the obligatory reference to like Café du Monde.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: so it's just like kind of mm-hmm. meh.
0: Yeah, it was a well, little meh.
1: That's all I've got for trivia, y'all. So I think that brings our discussion of Renfield to a close. It was fun.
0: i you guys book.
1: liked it. I did like it. I'm glad you picked it. I did. It I mean,
0: John, you liked it too. You liked it. I did. I did. I really did. Different yeah. varying uh, views on it, but we all liked it for the most part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We had some I different opinions, main, but.
0: The main through line is that it was a fun film. I, a fun yes.
1: I think we can okay. all agree on that. Yeah. It was a definitely a lot one. of
0: fun. Yeah. It was
1: not boring. It was not boring. It was, it was a fun watch.
0: So. If I was to go I out on a you- date. And someone was like, hey, do you have a movie we could watch? I- I'd put this on. Like, this is one of those films I would put on. Like, Oh, yeah. See, like, hey, do you like gore enough that, like, this won't gross your all, but it's, like, funny and there's some action? Like, I would put this on.
1: I mean, it's not as good of a date movie as Terrifier 2, but it's... No, it's, no, yeah. i
0: like <laughs> Yeah. <You know. laughs> You want to watch a girl get her face ripped off for 20 minutes and then bleach and salt poured into her wounds? Stand, stand oh, it's, a litmus,
1: it's a litmus test for the relationship, Hydra
0: What relationship? What are you going to have? After if you're that?
1: on like a date with somebody like nobody wants person... to talk
0: to you after making them watch that film.
1: <laughs> well, the right. Hey, you want to go get would. some ice
2: cream after this? Oh,
0: no, no, I'm good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, then you, then I know that that's not the person for me.
0: How about <laughs> pizza? No, I can't get pizza because I've seen Terrifier 1.
1: No, the first one made me hungry for pizza. Oh <laughs> Let's my go God. get pizza. And pumpkin pie. <laughs> Maybe I'm just pie. sick. Uh-oh. Heidelberg's like, I'm disowning you as a friend, Jacqueline. <laughs> yeah. I just can't.
0: I can't do it. No. The, the, th- the cereal thing that. was one thing, but now this. It's a step far. I'm sorry. Anyway.
1: cross the line, <laughs> apparently. All right. Well, anyway, so that wraps it up about Renfield. Uh, next week, we're shifting gears a little bit, going back in time a little bit. We'll be covering a 1985 movie. This one's my pick. And it's called Silver Bullet.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh, it, isn't that one of the Corys is in that?
0: Yes, Corey Haim. Only the best Corey. <clears throat>
1: the, only the best Corey for you guys. I think he's
0: the best Corey. He was in Lost Boys. So was the other one. Both but Corys in yeah, Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah, but he's the one who gets the main roles all the time. Well, it's it's. I'll be honest. <laughs> tough, I think next week, maybe we should have a Corey-off. A Corey-off? Because... Okay. Because one of my favorite Friday the Thirteenth movies involves Corey Feldman as well. So, why don't How each of you niece? make a
1: case? Why don't each of you make a case for a different Corey, and I will be the judge as to who know, makes I the better know. defense? It's your, it's your pick.
2: Then. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So. so, what side are you taking there, Hagerberg? Are you taking, taking Feldman Corey or him? Okay, I'll take
1: Feldman. Okay,
0: take Feldman, next but week. But I'm telling you, me. I'm telling you right now that music video of him doing that angel fucking whatever dance, I'm bringing that into question. That's part of my my arsenal right now adult Indeed. adult Feldman is coming into question i'm telling you that right now wait hold on all right fair enough
1: i don't even know what we're talking about right now so anyway let's There's watch silver bullet. bullet for next music week video of
0: him. he does music
1: <laughs> okay uh, this is a so protege
0: yeah to uh, michael jackson
1: okay so everybody watch silver bullet from 1985 for next week in the meantime if you want to share your thoughts about which Corey is best with us please email us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter at cut above horror just a reminder as well our 100 episode anniversary or 100 episode celebration is coming up in two short weeks two short re- weeks from today we've already got some really nice messages from some of our friends and listeners um you still have two weeks. If you want to add Do you to guys that,
0: feel a hundred? I don't feel a hundred.
1: I don't. What? Huh? I've been yeah. drinking I've been drinking Dracula blood. So <laughs> Yeah. But uh yeah, if you want to just send us a message, if you want to ask us questions to answer during our uh celebration episode, please send those along to us. If you want to tell us something you love about the show or something that you feel like we could be doing better, something you'd like to see us doing on the show, let us know. We want to hear it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, email us or let us know on Twitter or Heidelberg. Uh
0: If you want to write me why Corey Haim is the best, Corey, uh, you can reach me at uh, Instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review.
2: Team Feldman at a cut above colon review. Also, we want to say a huge thank you to all the uh, ratings that we've gotten on uh, Spotify and on iTunes. Also, if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a review. Helps get the show out there. So we appreciate you. Thank you.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Thank you. Also, a uh, quick shout out. Um, I want to give a huge shout out also to Anna and Hannah from Cinema Slab Podcast for having me on last week to cover episodes five, uh, no, four through six of Yellow Jackets season two. So cool. buzz, buzz, buzz. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that show. If you like that show, check it out. Go so
2: listen to that. Hey, shit. It's
0: awesome. Podcast. Yeah. That's a great show. Cinema Slab. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're kind of becoming almost like the Nicole of that show. huh? Hydrabirth. Of that
0: show. Yeah, right. I feel yeah. like I do feel like I'm coming into that. <laughs> Nicole, kind of like the I third,
1: think. the honorary third member.
0: I do. There there are moments where I'm like, oh, you sure you guys want to have me? And they're like, because I was like, Aww. oh, you want to have me on for the last three episodes? I'll come on if you want. And then like Hannah was like, come on, guy. Of course we're having you on. And I was like, "Oh, right.
1: they welcome you with. Obama. Hold on a
0: second. I,
2: I'm going to call bullshit on that because I'm going to have Hannah and Anna on here. Just to ask. I to do to make sure that, that that's true
0: okay all right well we'll get sorry, them both I'm just kidding i'm kidding
2: i'm so kidding
0: sorry I <laughs> by the way john i listened to your lamb episode and i, I did
1: was... too i just listened to it like three days ago
0: so i just watched the movie and i thought it was great and i, I liked your take on the film as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I do think i do think i saw the film a little differently than you guys did yeah
1: i did too um, but the, th- we I, could like save that saw, for another day
0: yeah early on a crazy I movie though it it's is kind of crazy right just said a little, little bonkers but your take, yours and Anna's take were very similar and I had a different take myself. Mm-hmm. We may have to talk about it soon.
1: All right. Okay. Well, let's we'll have that, But not tonight because it's late. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Silver Bullet for next week. In the meantime, hit us up with your questions for our anniversary show or whatever else you want to talk about. And fellas, I love talking about Renfield with you tonight and I can't wait to get Wolfie with y'all next week. Ow. Ow.
0: And keep it creepy.